And welcome into Half the Distance Live, your weekly barroom commentary NFL podcast. As always, I'm Matty Fag, joined by Scott and Stat, aka Scotty Stats, and Brian the Professor. We're back to uh, year one um, group here. No producers with us. Yeah, that's why I feel so good. Yeah, yeah. don't have to worry about them ruining our show. <laughs> if you've never listened to us before, um, each week we make picks on the games that are going to occur, and uh, the next week when we are talking about them and then making a, the, the picks for the next weekend, if you chose well and did not get into last place, you get to use a koozie of your favorite team. So, Mr. Stats, hey. your Giants koozie, as you're a fan of them, Professor, your Broncos koozie, I'll be using my Bears koozie as the three of us. We're not in last place. That was squeak. Yet again. Even though Yet all of again. our teams have been eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> and his is still in the running. You know? It just sucks. Sometimes it's tough to be a Giants fan. I'm sorry. It's always tough to be a Giants fan. <laughs> no, I mean, you all won against the Pats in the Super Bowl a couple uh, times. You know. I won against the Bills in the Super Bowl. That's the one that matters. Yeah, Especially when you're talking to, one, to our producer. Actually, uh-huh. both of our producers. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're not here, so, you know, it doesn't help. Well, we can just pretend that we are mm-hmm. talking shit to their faces. Uh, all right, so let's start with this week's games. We'll go with the Thursday night one first. Uh, raise your hand if you had uh, Joe Flacco without Amari Cooper uh, throwing all over the Jets in the first half. Oh. Ended up winning this game 37-20. to Flacco had 309 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. I think he only had like 280 yards in the first half, though. Like So the second half, there was almost nothing happening in this game. Uh, Jerome Ford who I sat on my fantasy bench, and that cost me a championship. Uh, 64 yards rushing, two catches for 57 yards and two touchdowns. David Njoku, who, why haven't the quarterbacks for Cleveland been throwing him the ball? Six catches, 134 yards. Elijah Moore, five catches, 61 yards and a touchdown. For the Jets, it's been a rough one all season for them. Trevor Simeon, now starting quarterback, he had 261 yards passing, a touchdown interception. Brees Hall, 84 yards rushing, nine catches, 42 yards receiving and a touchdown. Garrett Wilson paced the room for the receivers with five catches for 50. And Tyler Conklin, a tight end, five catches for 45 yards. The Jets had a defensive touchdown in this, but the Browns... Joe Flacco, there's a reason he wasn't playing in the league. But, man, they he's jumped into a team, got a lot of but, talent. Yeah. But you know he what? has a great defense to lean on, which is what he... Always got to do in Baltimore, so it, it's kind of a perfect scenario for um, for an aging quarterback like himself. Uh, you get to come in and you know keep yourself healthy, you know athletically, you know uh, 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 you know get your keep your wind up, keep your muscles nice and strong, stretch out, and all those things. But you don't have to go through sixteen weeks of getting beat to shit. Absolutely, and you can come yeah. in as a as an experienced guy. And, and take a team that's a strong team and just be a leader out there, mm-hmm. it's a dream scenario. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute dream scenario. Because the way that Cleveland has been playing, especially to finish the second half of the season, uh, they leaned on their their defense so much initially, and then the offense started to peak out, and you've got an absolute leader going into the postseason. Fucking watch out. He will that's be scary. 39 in two weeks. Yeah. But yep. his arm is Doesn't not tired like from having played yeah. all season, so yeah. he's mm-hmm. he, it's able to. Yeah, it's what he's managed to do has been absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and good for them. And listen, the Jets. I have to start. I know that 
since beginning of the season, they're like, yeah, but if we had Rodgers. And at this point, I'm thinking, so what if you did? So Your offensive line is terrible. I, I have a thought about that. When everyone talks about a system quarterback, you know, they're just a system quarterback. Here's, here's this program that runs the schemes, and all you have to do is be passable and just make the plays. Right? Everyone else is great, and you're average. I don't see any system in place at all. This would have been an awful year for Rodgers. Is he is he a general out there? Yes. Would he be a difference maker compared to how poorly they're playing? Of course. Would they be a playoff team? We were ready for them to be a playoff team. We were. They were not ready for them to be a playoff team. No. And I understand that no. Zach Wilson is a big step down from Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't change the offensive line. No. Yeah. Um, I do. And defensive injuries on that, that team. Yeah. You know. They've a lot has gone wrong for them this yep. season. So I, I don't think if Aaron Rodgers had been healthy, this would have had gigantic ramifications for them. Yeah. I do want to take a second and uh, talk about Sauce Gardner. Um, he threw up a tweet that says Sauce Gardner, like Revis. This is from his account. He writes like Revis in 2010. And then he got some. Got some shit for it. Why? He's actually right? been very good also. And he said, go ahead and look at Revis's stats from 2010. Right? So, uh, Darrell Revis, uh, wide receivers held under 35 yards. Uh, Andre Johnson, Randy Moss twice. Uh, Marquez Colston, uh, Terrell Owens twice. Terry Holt, Steve Smith, Reggie Wayne, Chad o- Ochocinco. Like, that's... That's a who's who of wide receivers right, in that. Right, right. In the, the, the um, 2010s. Right, um... His his 2009 numbers were even crazier. Um, same thing, like the 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 guys that he held to under 30 yards. Some of these guys, like I think the like f- there's a few 50 yarders in there, but these are like the who's who of everyone, right? Keeping catches low. Yeah, there's a receivers that right? pop off for 150 yeah. at a random right. game. Yeah. Right now, Sauce Gardner uh, for cornerbacks over 500 coverage snaps. Um, targets. 48, he's number one ranked. Yards after catch, 79, he's number one in that. Damn. He's tied for first in coverage snaps per targets and longest reception. The receptions allowed 28. Passer rating allowed 70.7. Yards per reception, 8.7. Since week three, he's allowed 18 catches for 150 yards and zero touchdowns. Jesus Christ. So he started off with a, a little shaky week one and two. <laughs> I mean, yeah, those are fucking Daryl Reeves' fucking numbers. This kid man. is is an absolute stud. Um, uh, in in his second year, I mean, he was great last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was defensive rookie of the year. So, uh, he's so, got all pro numbers this year. Uh, he's yeah, absolutely. I you know, so the Jets defense, they definitely have some good talent out there, but the offense is not ready to step up. I don't care who you have as quarterback. Yeah, it would it have been better with Aaron Rodgers? Probably, probably because that man can scheme in the moment, but. Yeah. <laughs> They're in trouble right now. I agree. Uh, the next game on the week was Saturday night. The Lions traveled to Dallas. They lost 20-19. to 19. We will go over the end of the game in a minute. Let's go over some stats first. Something interesting happened? It did. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Jared Goff, 271 yards passing, a touchdown and two interceptions. Uh, David Montgomery, 65 yards rushing and a touchdown. Jameer Gibbs, 43 yards rushing. Amon Ross St. Brown, six catches, 90 yards and a touchdown. Sam Laporta, excellent rookie tight end, seven catches for 84 yards. Or the Cowboys. Um, 
really there's only two names that matter here. Dak Prescott, 345 yards passing, two touchdowns and an interception. And CeeDee Lamb, 13 catches, 227 yards and a touchdown. Yes, Brandon Cooks, 5 for 60 and a touch. And Tony Pollard had a 49 yards rushing. CeeDee Lamb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been, you've, all, ever since he's been drafted by the Cowboys, you keep hearing how great he is and been waiting for this explosion. Well, hey, he's, holy shit, what? has he come through. <laughs> well, so at one point it was Cooper and Lamb. Yeah. Right? yeah, and then and then it seemed like it took a little bit for Dak to trust Ceedee Lamb as the as the wide receiver. And it took one. getting rid of Amari Cooper for it to happen too, which, which is Amari- fine because Amari Cooper just had last week what two hundred some <laughs> odd rush or receiving yards oh, in that game over two hundred fifty. Yeah, he, I, did he set the Browns record for it? Yes, fucking crazy. Yeah, so he's still obviously you know not hurting at all. He's still one of the best. So they they were a pair of the two best wide receivers. And you couldn't think about trying to find a way to keep them. Yep. You know, playing a little, uh, playing a little uh, Miami Magic. Yep. You know. Oh. Not to mention, you had both those wide receivers, and in... how many playoff games did they win? <laughs> I mean, honestly, like one. Any? Did they? I mean, I, I feel like they didn't win any. Did they? I mean, they lost at home to San Francisco. Amari Cooper was with the Browns last year, so mm-hmm. they, they, that yeah. didn't factor into the uh, last, oh, sec- last was, second snap. No, Dak was hurt Ezekiel the year that, that they were together. Uh, that was that was when he snapped his leg. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, right. Well, there you go. Uh, here's the bigger deal, though. At the end of the game, Taylor Decker went and uh, who was an offensive lineman, specifically offensive tackle, went to the refs to uh, tell them that he was a signing in as an eligible receiver for the play. I was on a two-point conversion. Uh, it was successfully thrown to him, uh, successful two-point conversion, that the refs then said, nope, he did not report in as eligible. Even though you see him leave the huddle, go straight to that ref, mm-hmm. and you see him talking to the ref, but that the ref said, no, 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 it's the other guy that was walking on the field. That's who said they were reporting as eligible. Not the guy in front of him. So I'm wondering if the ref wasn't actually paying attention to who was talking to him. So this has been covered by every <coughs> single outlet, Everybody. every single yeah. TikTok. It has. Um, you watch the tape. It, it is it is egregious on how bad the the refs interjected. They've since been downgraded. They're not able to... Uh, they were already under scrutiny for how many mistakes oh, they made oh, in the Week 14 yeah, Chiefs They're still right. saying that they stand by that call in that game... Well, Even though the NFL was pulling them from playoff games. And right. also, do you know what their another defense was that I saw pop up? Yeah, but they actually missed a tripping penalty on the Lions. It never should have gotten to that point anyway. Like, hold on. So you're saying that their ineptitude <laughs> is actually their defense. Yeah. That's not that's not how this works. You can't blame me, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. You're the one that put me in this position. Why would you have done such a thing? This is one of those things where these legacy systems are becoming a problem. So you're trying to say that in a loud stadium, someone has to run up to an official and say, "I'm I'm reporting as eligible." Yes. Um, and then that official is going to go run off and tell the defense this person is eligible, right? And here's the like have fallibility. He ran over and said, "Number seventy is the eligible receiver," when number sixty-eight was the one who did it. Yep. So what did they do? They covered number 70, and number 68 was open, and yeah. ta-da. So you can't even say, like, well, no, just give them the two-point conversion to win the game. Because the ref made the defense make that call. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So why isn't there a better way of just, I don't know, using... 
A fucking computer? Right? I don't, I don't know. Have the head coach say, hey, this guy's eligible on this play. Right? Uh, so the other part was Dan Campbell, pregame, ran the play by the referees. Yeah. They knew it was a possibility. And they knew it was a possibility. Like, specifically that play. Specifically explained yeah. that play to the refs. But to yes. be fair to the refs, number 70 checked in four times as an eligible receiver during that game. Uh, no, not, so, sorry, not, not to be fair. Because you know what? Yeah, you completely, it's their fucking job. This was the, right, this <laughs> yeah. was the most important thing. You saw some guy running up, and you didn't think to double check? Yep. Right? You, like... And you could tell he barely listened. Like, oh. he saw them running towards him, like, and then he bolted to the defensive yeah. side to tell the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. Right. The whole thing was such yep. a foul-up of epic proportions. And, and and you can't tell me that because you missed a tripping call on a previous play yeah. that they should never have been in that position anyway. Like, I, well, no. You can, yeah, the you fact can, that you missed a call before just further proves that you should not be an NFL ref. I, all right, miss, all right. But now you're talking about every single add up every single missed call. Oh yeah, they're, they're all over the yeah. fucking. No, place. I'm just saying this to, was this one to was point out ineptitude as a defense for them I, though is egregious. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But mi- missing a tripping play, all right, that sucks. Whatever. But also, how many missed plays along the way, or or like whatever. Like, yeah, bad calls, bad no calls. This yeah. was your direct ineptitude on, like yeah, you was, interfered. You didn't see the play happen. You right. interfered because yeah. the play went off. As planned. Yeah. Oh, it's it a good play. You know, it just sucks because, and I mean, I'm a Bears fan. I don't openly root for the Lions in any way, shape, or form. I, as a team that has been so bad my whole life, it's like one of those things. Like, oh, they got an NFC North championship. How cute. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you're just like, oh, I'm kind of glad they're doing okay because they're this underdog. Yeah. Um, and it, but it always feels like they play the Cowboys in these big games because there was a playoff game a few years ago where Stafford lost because. Of another horrible call by the officials. I'm not saying that they're doing this just because it's the Cowboys. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But the Cowboys have benefited a lot from shit calls against the Lions in the but last you know what? 20 years. There's 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 like, there's like probably someone who's already determined the NFL script on this one. And they're like, well, you know, that's going to set up um, it, uh, uh, this person going to play against a team that they just left. And it's going to set up a good narrative, you know. There, I guarantee there's something like that already happening because... I, and do I think there's an NFL script? No. No. Because the the hate for the refs over things like this, like, you know, these guys have a job to do. And if they're getting thrown under the bus for something like that, come on, whatever. Yeah. But it's it's so shameful that that happened. And there's a better way to do it. It's called technology. Hey, I got a question for you, though. Can you tell me what year... And I just found out about this this mm-hmm. week. What year the both the, the last time both the Browns and Lions had ten win seasons in the same season? Oh my God! Like nineteen fifty four. Close. <laughs> Real close. Nineteen fifty three. So bottom line, this is what I'm saying is Cleveland fans, Detroit fans. I'm sorry they've hurt you. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I mean it. I yeah, truly mean I, I, it. Because this would have this would have locked up. Uh, a buy for Detroit, right? Yes. Well, it would have given it would have kept them in the fight for because the 49ers okay. currently have the buy. Well, yeah. Well, there's, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And let's just say uh, this is also a huge ramification for the Eagles. We'll I'll talk about them in a in a in a little bit though. Uh, as far as the Sunday games, let's go ahead and start off with uh, the ass whooping of the weekend. Miami traveled to Baltimore. 
This was the two top seeds in the AFC playing against each other. Yep. Baltimore, 56. Dolphins, 19. Two had 237 yards passing, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Devin A. Chan, 107 yards rushing, four catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown. Tyreek Hill, six catches, 76 yards. For the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, 321 yards passing and five touchdowns. Gus Edwards, 68 yards rushing and a touchdown. Melvin Gordon, out of nowhere, yeah. 10 yards rushing and a touchdown. Zay Flowers, three catches, 106 yards and a touchdown. Justice Hill, running back, mm-hmm. five catches, 64 yards and a touchdown. Isaiah Likely, backup tight end, two catches, 42 yards, two touchdowns. This isn't even gonna. This isn't even going into the defensive side of things where oh, they just. God. The Dolphins hung with them for about a quarter and a half, and then it was just like, we're done. We can't. Like, And I get it, because you're missing Jalen Waddell. You know, there's there's aspects to your team that are lacking. They, Bradley was, Chubb, they think, they're pretty sure, blew out his yeah. knee in this game. But was uh, Mostert injured before the game or during the yeah, game? Yeah, he, he didn't play. They, okay. they were holding him right. out due to some injuries that have been lingering. Um, but A-Chan is fully healthy. Mm-hmm. Okay, Not the yeah, same. But, but, yeah, but that, yeah. that duo is that, scary. That both punch, both yeah. wide receiver and running back duos yeah. are really scary. But, I mean, fucking Ravens are a great fucking Ravens team. Ravens are a you great know? team. At this I still point, want this to be the AFC Championship matchup. Yes. I really want to see them play. I, again, I have to ask, know? though. We watched the Ravens and 49ers play. 49ers have shown so far in the regular season that they are likely to be the team to come out of the NFC the Ravens look like the absolute guarantee to come out of the AFC the way everyone's playing there. Do you think the 49ers can play better against them next time? Was it just a bad night had? It, uh, I mean, was that the four-interception night with yeah. Kirby? Yeah. I, that's, yes. I don't see that happening again. That's, yeah. I'm going to say. I, obviously, the, the defense that, that both teams bring is really incredible. That night... There was nothing San Francisco was doing right at and, all. And there was tip balls that got intercepted. Oh, like, yeah, it wasn't all on yeah, Purdy. He right, had a couple bad right. passes, too. But at that, at that point, it's kind of like the quicksand thing. Yeah. You're just fighting as hard as you can to try to dig out of the hole, and you're just <laughs> falling deeper in. And don't forget, this kid's in his second year. Yeah, I know. But Lamar, statistically, you look at his season, he's had games where he didn't do a whole lot. 180 yards passing, mm-hmm. like a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have to do a whole lot. Yeah. But after this game, is he the MVP? I mean, fucking every fucking. Or is that Christian team had McCaffrey still the MVP? <sighs> I so I'm still because <sighs> it pisses me off that quarterbacks are the ones that get considered for MVP. So the other ones get offensive always, players. Yeah. I forgot who was making the point that there needs to be an MVP and best player. That's an interesting. Those point. are two very different. Things. Yeah, two very one's very things. important to the team. Yeah. The other one's just the best player. Exactly. I think every every uh, true American sports. League should probably consider that. Yeah, right. Uh, because the best player this season is Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all around best player. He's yeah. the best player. But then you can get clever with MVP when you're doing something like that, right? Because mm-hmm. now when you look at a team that might not be as strong, there's one player who stands out as keeping them winning, and maybe it's not not that dramatic. Like Joe Flacco. I, I know, it's, a, it's too a, late in the a, season. Right, too it's too late in the right. season, I know. Yeah. But I'm just throwing it out there. Like, right. These are the types of arguments. There are, there are players that yeah. without them on the team, right. they'd be done. Now, their statistical impact may not be high enough to be player of the year. Right, right. But without them, that team is done. Yeah. Yes. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, so... Uh, I. So... But though they don't... They're not separate. I... N- Lamar has not been in the conversation for MVP until these past couple weeks. So why does that change where... Where McCaffrey has been, mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill has been, 
that like the narrative has really been look at what these other guys are doing outside of quarterbacks. This has not been a great quarterback year. I do think that with as far as the McCaffrey goes, and we'll get back to the scores in just a second. I think as far as McCaffrey goes, there is the argument of he's on such a loaded team. It's hard to say he is the MVP. I'm just saying, if yeah. you take him off that team and you have I, Elijah Mitchell playing those carries, okay, yeah, he's not going to have 20 touchdowns, but he could have 12. And they could still be winning very well. If you take Tyreek Hill off the Dolphins, I think it changes their offense I, dramatically. So, yes. Because you also have Debo Samuel on the 49ers. Okay. You have, you have multiple Swiss okay. Army knives on the, on okay. the 49ers. But yet, with all of those weapons, he's... He's, it's not like they're spreading it around to everyone, and he's having a good season. He's having yeah, an insane he's season, everything, right? Yeah. So, like, I, I, if, if, if in NBA, if when you are uh, uh, James Harden on the Rockets putting up 50 points a night, right? He went on that stretch where he was averaging, you know, I forgot what his his season average was. Well, it, it was, was a triple double for sure. No, um, yeah, it, it, like it was only like thirty four. But he he had he had a stretch where he was later like fifty points on the regular, like. But he was the only one scoring. They weren't winning that many games, yeah. right? Okay, great. That's one person carrying the load. When you have an all star team and you spread that out, and you know now like you're now you're only going to get twenty points because. This guy's getting twenty, and this guy's getting but you're twenty. Winning. But you're winning. Yep. So here's here's someone who's getting like who's just outperforming everyone. When you have all that talent around you, now is it a little bit easier because you can't you have to cover all those studs? Sure, I guess. But these numbers are also just insane. So like, do you do you penalize someone for doing great on a great team? No, they don't hold it against the quarterbacks because he is putting up those kind of numbers. Like crazy. I agree. Okay. We'll have to have an MVP discussion again later on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another week. Uh, the Patriots traveled to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Made it a closer game than I expected. Uh, lost 27-21 to Buffalo. Bailey Zappi, 209 yards passing. No inter- no touchdowns, but he had to throw three interceptions. And he also <laughs> had five carries for 37 yards and a touchdown. Ezekiel Elliott, 39 yards rushing and a touchdown. Harris was the leading receiver for the Patriots with 54 yards. For the Bills, kind of a weird game also. Uh, Josh Allen, 169 yards passing, no touchdowns, one interception. He also had two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, James Cook, 48 yards rushing. Dalton Kincaid, leading receiver with four catches for 87 yards. They did have a defensive touchdown, though, and the Patriots had a kickoff return for a touchdown. The Bills are still winning, but this team does not look offensively like it is on the right page no. at no, all. No, no. This is what happens when you lose an off fire offensive coordinator yeah. in the middle of the season. I I like that they're they're looking at their ground game and strengthening the ground game, um, and if you're clever enough, you can roll that into some really good postseason play because now get that ground game going. Everyone's watching tape on it, and I understand. Now you have to guard against those guys, you know. Cook is turning into a really, really nice running back. He is. Uh, Kincaid turning out to, to be the tight end that, that everyone was hoping he would be. Um, I still think that uh, the wide receiver is thin outside of Stefan Diggs. Who, yeah. by the um, way, did not have a good yeah, game. Didn't do Again, anything. The yeah. last like five weeks, I don't think he's had more than 60 yards. No, I, I, I know. And, and, and a lot of that is like this, this change of offensive strategy. Okay, great. But you also know that you can throw to him and he'll be open. 
And now if you can improve that running game, you can start getting Kincaid involved a little bit more. Now you can start dropping some new schemes into the postseason and, and, and no one has tape on that shit. Oh. So hopefully that Let's lets at... them, you know, make some of those moves. But you're going to need someone who's smart enough to pull that shit off. Because right now, it's just it's just ground attack. It's, I don't think that's and the right thing for and them. And it's not pretty. Yeah. They're winning ugly. They're winning ugly for sure. However... They get to go into tomorrow, into next weekend, into the Sunday night game to take on the Dolphins for the AFC East crown. Yeah. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, the Falcons traveled to the Windy City to take on my Bears, and they went home losers. They lost thirty-seven to seventeen. Taylor Heineke, one hundred sixty-three yards passing, one touchdown, three interceptions. Bijan Robinson had seventy-five yards rushing. Tyler Algier, running back, one catch, seventy-five yards and a touchdown. Uh, a little bit of snow. Two defenders slipped on the plate trying to tackle him, and he went yard. Uh, for the Bears, Justin Fields, 268 yards passing and a touchdown, 45 yards rushing and a touchdown. Khalil Herbert, 124 yards rushing and a touchdown. Roshan Johnson, 21 yards rushing and a touchdown. DJ Moore, nine catches, 159 yards and a touchdown. And for the defense, because Heineke got benched at the end, Desmond Ritter came in, they ended up with four interceptions on the day. Uh, to me, well, the best story of the night was the crowd. Mm-hmm. At I agree. Field. I know what you're talking about. I sent this only to Matt, not to the I whole crew. I this game. Yeah. Uh, the crowd was chanting, we want fields. Yeah. Yep. I like because, it. I like it. Because um, uh, this week locked up with the Panthers' loss, obviously. Surprise, everyone. <laughs> we haven't said it yet. Panthers' loss. Yeah. With we the haven't got there yet, but guess who lost? <laughs> with the Panthers' loss that locks them with the number one pick spot, yeah. which goes to the Bears. So the Bears locked in the number one spot, and the crowd said, we want fields. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, there's a lot to do with management with the number one number one pick. Um, there's a lot you can do with that. But let's be honest. Give Justin Fields a receiver, baby. Yes, give yeah. him another receiver. Give him, DJ give, Moore give him and he have a connection. You give him a Marvin Harrison or a, what's the kid's name from LSU? A Tabor, I think. You give him another weapon to throw the ball to. Get another offensive lineman. I don't care if you spend all the rest of the draft on the defense. I don't. Give him more weapons. Give him another mm-hmm. offensive lineman. Strengthen that team. This kid, he had 268 and a touchdown. He had a complete drop by a rookie in the end zone. He should have had 300 yards passing, two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. And by the way. That's with him having constant pressure. That was one play. It was third and nine. As soon as he caught the shotgun snap, he was getting sacked. Broke out of that. Broke out of another tackle. Scampered for a 13-yard run. Got the first down. This man is not the problem. No. No. If anything, he is the reason that this offense keeps moving. He's Lamar Jackson on a worse team. Yeah. Yeah. Give him weapons. Don't trade him to where the guy you've finally gotten coached up to the point where he's Almost ready to get breakthrough, and another team gets to reap the benefits. Don't do it. Was Fields the second pick of the draft? Nope, he was the eleventh. Eleventh, okay. In that draft, it was, it was uh, Trevor big, Lawrence. Yeah. That's right. That's then right. Then it was Zach Wilson. Yep. Then it was uh, oh my god, homeboy that the 49ers took that they didn't, is now a backup for the Trey Cowboys. Lance. Lance, Trey Lance, yeah. who never really got a chance. Ne- no, still yeah. never no. got a chance. Yeah. It's a shame too, but he also had only played one season of college football really because yeah. of COVID. One. His passing attempts he has in his entire life are so low compared to other quarterbacks. <laughs> I, I saw a stat once. It's pretty scary. Uh, but listen, for the Bears, the defensive turnaround has been amazing. Eberflus came out this week that uh, they're likely to keep him as their coach, is the thought process Good, right now. Good, good. 
Yes, give them a third year. Give them a third we year. We keep arguing this. Quit firing coaches so early. Let them yeah. get their system. Um, for Fields, I'll be honest, they're playing the Packers next week. If he shows strong there, I think I don't think Poles has a choice but to keep him. Oh, if the Bears beat Green Bay? Yeah. Or just oh. show, show strong, because yeah. Green Bay's looking a lot better. They sure are. So yeah, a good showing will kind of solidify mm-hmm, that fan mm-hmm, base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I got to tell you, as a Bears fan, it was so fun to to finally see them. They had a lead, and you're like, oh, God, are they going to fuck it up again? Like, oh, no, they are not. Wow. They're just going to kick the shit out of them. Mm-hmm, Holy crap. Mm-hmm. And this is a Falcons team with playoff chances, and their defense is good. The Bears did not Play, care. Playoff chances. <laughs> I mean, only because of the division. Come I on. Know. You know? I, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, their, their <laughs> offense is not strong, but their defense has been, and mm. the Bears... Yeah, yeah, they up and down the field on yep. it. It was great. Uh, man, this next one sucks. Uh, I'm sorry, Scotty. No. The Rams traveled to New York to take on the Giants, who are on their back to their original backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rams win 26-25. Matt Stafford, 317 yards passing, one touchdown, two interceptions. Kyron Williams continues his amazing season. 87 yards rushing and three touchdowns. Puka Nakua, five catches for 118. For the Giants, Tyra Taylor, 319 yards, one touchdown, one interception, 40 yards rushing. Barkley, 39 yards rushing, three catches for 19. Slayton, four catches, 106 yards and a touchdown. Big thing here was at the very end of the game, G-Men oh. return a punt for a touchdown. They, then there's a penalty on the ensuing extra points. So they decide to go for two. Tyra Taylor rolls out to his right. I <coughs> thought he had room to just run it in, it personally. Looked like he did. It looked and like he decided he, did. he was going to just do a quick dump-off pass to Saquon, who was wide open. Who could have just taken two steps in. No, no. Didn't even hit him in the hands. He threw it so far behind him, Saquon reached back and couldn't even touch the ball. It it was so reminiscent of the Bills-Giants game earlier this season on Sunday night where Tyrod just doesn't seem to understand goal line. Yeah. And I don't get it. This is a man who's a 12-year vet. Yeah. Yeah. And, And still is a physical quarterback. Yes. Like, not a lot, but when it matters, you can still fucking do that shit. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, I've been... I've kind of been enjoying the uh, cohesiveness that the Rams have had these past few weeks and getting their shit together. Uh, I've been enjoying that. Um, so, as much as I enjoy that, I guess I can say, eh, I'm glad that they can continue... Um, at the expense of the Giants, in in, a, in an ending like that, definitely sucks. Um, I they they should have put a bigger hurting on the Giants as far as uh, the fact that it was that oh, close, yeah. you know. But what I mean, a nearly missed field goal. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I can tell you what I think I mean, it actually points by to a the fucking strength. future Hall of Famer too. That's the worst part. I, I think it know? points a lot to the strength of Brian Dayball and the coaching job he does. Yeah. Like he yeah. has kept that team. Yep. Listen, you have an undrafted quarterback that was on your practice squad you had to move up and he ended up pulling off a few like what yep, four yep. straight wins for y'all like it was Dayball. definitely three straight it might not have been four Dayball is a great coach man I hope they can get a quarterback that can really run his system yep. in there because at this point like I know last week we were doing our little jokes with Christmas gifts for everyone I truly wish they could go back and give Danny Dimes a one-year contract give Saquon the three-year give a three-year contract that's gonna hurt him for five years now man. oh man yeah, I know it so. Now, apparently there's some things in there that are really only about two years. Okay. It's okay. not, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Um, well, they're going to have a high enough draft pick. Still, they could take a quarterback. Yeah, they definitely could. And, and you know, why not get a quarterback, get him trained up, you know? And take, what, Penix or 
Yep. Uh, kid out of uh, Oregon. I'd say Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Yes. You know, I think I've said it before. I think he's going to be the. There's real five or deal. six quarterbacks yeah. that'll probably go in the first the, round, and it's a crazy. Quite a few of them, I think, have legitimate chances. Bo Nix would be a steal in the second or third round. You know, he could be. It all depends on how the quarterback needy teams decide to go. Yep. You know, especially now that. Well, we'll get into it. If, if the Bears draft a quarterback, it fucks up everyone's projections. Yeah, it does. It does. I really... If the Bears keep that pick, I just hope they take Marvin Harrison Jr. And we'll move on from there. Uh, okay, the Raiders traveled to Indianapolis. The Raiders on a huge run recently. Yeah, huh? Take yeah. on the Colts. The Colts said, no, nah, we want to make the playoffs too. <laughs> Colts 23, Raiders 20. O'Connell, 299 yards passing, two touchdowns. Zamir White step still back in for Josh Jacobs as he was out, 71 yards rushing. Devontae Adams, kind of a weird stat line for him. I mean, it was a great game, don't get me wrong here, but 13 catches for 126 yards, so not even 10 yards a catch, but two touchdowns. For the Colts, Gardner Minshew, 224 yards and a touchdown. Jonathan Taylor, 96 yards and a touchdown. Alec Pierce had one catch for 58 yards and a touchdown. Pittman, five catches for 46. The Colts... Steichen deserves Coach of the Year. Yeah, I think I, I, you might be right. Like, I don't know who else would deserve it above him, other than maybe Harbaugh. Um, uh, uh Todd Bowles maybe. Oh, yeah, it's had Tampa Bay playing yeah, really well with, yeah, with Baker. That's a good yeah, point. Yeah. But these teams where it's like the quarterbacks where we didn't think these teams were going to be able to do anything because of this quarterback uh-huh, situation. Yeah. They've really overcome the Colts and like Gardner Minshew. They just bought into having him as the starter for yep. now. Yep, it's a great job. Yeah, and still not making the best use of the best running back in the fucking league. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's it's <clears> not even really running the offense he wants to though. He wanted to have Anthony Richardson as the yeah, quarterback, yeah. but it's also <laughs> that athletic guy. It's been a back and forth with injuries with Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. Yeah, I will say this though: Jonathan Taylor seems to have uh, gotten over the bad blood, and when he's out there, he's playing as hard as he can. Yep. yep. Um, but boy. You really like both of them out there is the right way to go. And like they're so tight. Like if they would have treated him, like you know, like the king that he is, you know, well not the king, the prince that he is. I'll say there we go. You know, um, one or two more wins early in the season, mm-hmm. they yep. wouldn't be stressing about the wild card yep. right now. No. Yep. You know? not. yep, right. I agree. Uh, the Panthers, as we said, traveled. They lost, as we, as what we said. Traveled to Jacksonville to take on the Jags minus Trevor Lawrence. You would have thought they would have given him a fighting chance. Uh, no. Jaguars 26, Panthers nothing. Uh, Bryce Young, 112 yards passing and interception. Chuba Hubbard, 45 yards rushing. Adam Thielen, leading receiver, six catches for 38. For the Jags, Beathard, 178 yards passing. But Travis Etienne, 102 yards rushing, two touchdowns. And you got Evan Ingram leading them for the mm-hmm. wide receivers. But he's the tight end. As you mentioned when I was yeah, not here, yeah. you got a good tight end, you should use him. Six catches for 60 yards. I am not going to hold this on Bryce Young. I still think that kid has the talent to develop. He is not the biggest quarterback in the world, but he has nothing. Like when Adam Thielen is what you're throwing to, because you don't yeah. have anything else, yeah. and nothing is Thielen. I think he'd be a great third or fourth wide receiver at this point in, in his career. He is not a primary. S- something happened mentally to Adam Thielen. Like second year in, he was like, "Oh, this guy could be a monster," and then just up and down every fucking week since mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't get it. You know. It's, it's time. It's age. He's not that old. For the NFL, he... But yeah. he's not a running back, you know? No, yeah, no, but, but wide receivers are having drop-offs no, but I mean, in their I mean, thir- his entire early 30s, career has been but, like that. Like, year two, he almost broke a bunch of Vikings records. Yes. You know? And then fucking up and down ever since then. But, you know, you know D-Hop D- might even be older than him. Um, but I don't think so. I think he's two years younger. Oh, okay. Uh, but, uh, Thielen's like, 33. 
Okay. Which is not ancient, but in, in NFL yeah. terms these oh, yeah. days, yeah. right, right. There's a fall off in the yep. 30s. Oh, yeah. yeah. Usually for wide receivers, about 31, 32. Yeah, yes, for Jerry Rice. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, once again, uh, I'm sorry, any wide receiver that has played the league, I guarantee you, you're a better athlete than me. But Randy, you you are, as we off. said last week, last week, you are not better than Jerry. You're a Hall of Fame, you are great, you're not better than Jerry Rice. Um, <laughs> interesting thing that I heard this week was that the ownership and management group went to Reich and they wanted him to put more run-pass options in for Bryce to run like he had in college. And Reich's reaction was, that's not my offense. I still don't think they should have fired Reich, but damn it, that is the same argument that I hate out of these coaches. Of, yeah. I'm going to run my offense. No! You oh, run the look at the skill your quarterbacks and players have. Yeah. The fact that they said, like he ran in college, I'm not going to say that I agree with ownership on on all things. Um, but he's a but rookie. It, is, it is their business. But that's why they drafted him. It is their business, yeah. right? At the same time, okay, things are going well the way your offense is running. And you're not willing to compromise that, okay? So when I say you got to give these coaches a couple years, well, guess what? You brought him in, and you said this isn't working. This is what this kid does well. We've seen this from him before, and he says no, that's not my offense. Then no, I'm glad you got fired. Now yeah, I, yeah. you know what? I'm glad. Yeah, because I listen as much as I was really unsettled. Like I'm just going to use the Bears as an example because it's a team I watch and it's a young quarterback. The beginning of last year, they were trying to run an offense that didn't work for Fields. So when they had their mini-buy after a Thursday game, they revamped their offense to fit his skills. Yeah. Beginning of this season, he even came out and he said, listen, they want me to grow, they want me to develop. He's like, "It's I'm trying, it's just going to take a while. He's like, this is stuff I'm not comfortable doing yet. And they seem to have heard back and be like, okay, let's go back a little bit to what we did last year, but also still add some stuff in. And you're seeing the growth. Like, You have to do a little bit to what these guys do well, especially someone as young as Bryce Young. It's his first year in the league. If Let him do a few things he's comfortable yeah. with. If you're a good coach, then coach to your players. Yep. Yeah. Right? I I sat through the the last five years of, of Jim Beheim's career at Syracuse. Oh god. Watching these kids play his his uh defensive scheme yeah. of the zone the when game they were is fucking when changed. they were not able to play yeah. the zone. They didn't have the the quickness, they didn't have the length. Yep. And he forced them to do it. And recruits weren't showing up. They weren't interested. Yep. Right? And it was frustrating because we all sat there going, I know what the problem is. The problem is forcing these kids to play a defense that they're not good at. And we lost. Yep. Listen, this is the same thing as the Greg Olson when Mike Martz was the offensive coordinator for the Bears. And he's like, I don't need a tight end. I don't want a tight end in my offense. So they <laughs> trade him to the Panthers. Where he just has a Hall of Fame level career. <laughs> what the? Yeah. I'm sorry. If you if you're an offensive coordinator, find a way to stay. Oh, Greg, Greg Olson was he was well. he that good? Uh, only one of best of all time. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, so not addition to that, uh, C.J. Shroud. You saw him blossom. I was about to say we're like, about to go like into not that early game. on. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had he had a one on one closed door meeting with fucking D'Amico, and he was like, "Look, I want you to make five reads a play. That's what I want. I want you to make five reads a play." If you feel like you can't do that, don't do that. It's like if you see one read and you're afraid of the pressure that's coming, but you think that's a good read, fucking throw the ball. Yeah. I'd like to see five, but if you don't feel it's right, it's okay. 
And that just builds confidence in a young quarterback. Yes. And you've got to have that give and take, you know? Yes. You're the one on the field. Yeah. What you're seeing is important. That was a horrible block in the back. It was. Sorry, we're watching uh, Michigan and Alabama play right now, and you Dumb cannot ass. just shove a so defensive back in there. Too. Yeah, I know. You have the yardage. Yeah. Idiots. Oh. All right. Speaking of C.J. Stroud, the Titans traveled to Houston to take on the Texans. Traveled back to their old home. It was not a welcome mat. Nope. Uh, Texans 26, Titans 3. The the uh, the Derrick Henry against Texans, that is no longer true. Uh, Tannehill, 168 yards passing because Will Levis got hurt. Not a big surprise there because the Texans had six fucking sacks in this game. Uh, Derrick Henry, 42 yards rushing. DeAndre Hopkins, though, seven catches, 72 yards, so he can still ball a little bit. CJ Stroud, not a huge game, but 213, one touchdown, no interception. Singletary, 80 yards rushing. Uh, Collins keeps it up, seven catches for 80 yards. And Robert Woods made an appearance, four catches for 58. The bottom line here is the Texans, and to me anyway, the Texans, the Colts, and the Jags are set up well to make this a very interesting division moving forward. I think Will Levis might be okay for the Titans, but they have a lot of things they got to do on that they team. they got a lot and of work to do. Unfortunately, I think Derrick Henry's in the last year of his contract. I don't think he's back with them next year unless he signs... A very team-friendly contract. I, I think that uh, I think it's best to let him go. Um, I think you can get a lot of capital for him. Uh, treat this like a mini rebuild. They've been in rebuild yeah. for fucking ever. Not but a, like but a mini, yeah, but yeah, a, yeah. a mini rebuild, a, 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 re, a bit of a reset. Um, well, I don't believe in the the bullshit of not paying running backs. Um, you're not using him to his full potential. Yeah. There's other teams that. I'm sure will. Uh, if it's not going to work for you, move on. Find someone else. Save that money. He's going to get paid wherever he goes. He's still the king, in my opinion. Um, so I feel like he's got a solid three good years oh, left. Easily, yes, absolutely. Like they do have Ty, they do have Tajay Spears, so they took in the second or third round this past draft, mm-hmm. who has performed well as a rookie. That they might be able to see if he can step in. But yeah, unless he t- signs a team friendly contract, they've got right. so many needs. That, yep. Yeah. They're going to have to probably look somewhere else. For the Texans, though, what a great, great... I guess D'Amico Ryans I'd have to put also in that Coach of the Year category. The rookie coaches are definitely in the Coach yeah. of the Year category mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. So pretty impressive. Uh, the Saints traveled to Tampa Bay. Got a win they needed to try to stay in the playoff hunt. Came out 23-13. to uh, Carr, 197 yards passing, two touchdowns. Alvin Kamara, unfortunately, only 45 yards rushing before he got hurt and had to leave the game. Jamal Williams, though, 58 yards rushing. Tight end, Jawan Johnson. Eight catches for 90 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Tied in, Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. Two catches for 30 yards and a touchdown. For the Bucks, Baker Mayfield, not a bad game, but not a great game because of the two interceptions. But he also had 309 yards passing and two touchdowns. Uh, Rashad White, 42 yards, four catches, 24 yards, also had a fumble. Palmer, leading receiver, 48. Four catches for 84 yards and a touchdown. And Godwin, three catches for 81 and a touchdown. I think Mike Evans also had about 60 and a touchdown. Um, this Saints team is just maddening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, their defense will play quite poorly, as they did against the Rams did, last week, and then this week show up great against Tampa Bay. Did Did any of us pick uh, the Saints to win outside of Eric because he was random picks, but um, only because... No, me, me and you did. Okay, all yeah. right. Uh, and if we didn't, like, I guarantee it was the, they can spoil your fucking lunch, yep. you know? Yeah. <laughs> they have that ability... And it's not like Tampa Bay is an incredible team, but the Saints yeah. just have you know like they're they are a perfect mid tier team that has they play up then they play down right. It's just it's a yo yo for them. 
And their their cap space is still so fucked. Mm. They are in salary cap hell, which is one of the problems they have of actually getting out of the mid tier that they are completely yeah. mired in right now. You know, they're not they're playing too well to have a good draft pick to actually get a big playmaker to improve Cheap. them. Yeah, but <laughs> they're not playing. But they're playing so well also that they it's just the cap space doesn't allow them mm. to do anything to improve. It's a bad situation for them. Uh, for the Bucks, really disheartening kind of loss. I, I really thought. I mean, they're still in the hunt because that division sucks, but. Uh, let's see. The 49ers traveled to D.C. to take on the Commies, and they come out with uh, just cruising. No real issues. 27-10. to 10. Brock Purdy, 230 yards passing, two touchdowns. Elijah Mitchell, leading rusher, 80 yards and a touchdown. McCaffrey got dinged up in this one, only had 64 yards rushing, also had four catches and 27 yards receiving. He will not play next week. He will not be playing next no. week. Brennan Ayuk, seven catches for 114 and a touchdown. Debo, five catches for 37 and a touchdown. He also had a few rushing yards. For the Commies, Sam Howell had to step in, even though Brissett was supposed to be the starter. He got injured, I think it's Hammy or something, before the game. Howell had 169 yards passing, one touchdown, two interceptions. Brian Robinson led them with rushing with 44. And Terry McLaurin, four catches for 61 and a touchdown. The Commies are another team that does not have enough talent and needs to start doing some seriously building, which they will after all the draft picks they got for the defensive ends they traded away. <laughs> the 49ers, though, a bit of a get-right game. They didn't have to even work very hard in this Purdy one, but they that. needed an, a game needed where that. they just yeah. did things right. Yep. You don't after last week's sense, debacle. do it right. Yep. Exactly. You don't need to put up 400 yards and five touchdowns. Just be solid just not for like we know you can. <laughs> and that's what they did. The 49ers, listen. I, they're the cream of the crop in the NFC. I still think they come out of the NFC after having watched all this season. Yeah, I, so, I think so too. Uh, I think that's just basically the way we're headed to see it. Uh, the Steelers traveled to Seattle mm-hmm. uh, to to lock in a 500 season yeah. for Mike Tomlin. Keep well, it we'll alive see. for Tomlin. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no this, this, this locks it in for him. Yeah, but you can... You can still have. You can't be just exactly five hundred mark. Because next week it's an odd amount of games. Now there's seventeen games in the season. Yeah, but he's he's won enough to to guarantee the five hundred season. Oh, okay, good yeah. for him. Uh, they did win thirty to twenty three. Mason Rudolph two hundred still has the most punchable face oh in football. Two hundred seventy four <laughs> yards passing. Uh, Najee Harris, don't know where you've been all season, but one hundred twenty two yards rushing and two touchdowns. Jalen Warren is back up seventy five yards rushing and a touchdown. George Pickens has been on a tear. Yeah. Added another seven catches for 131 yards this week. Deontay Johnson, four for 76. For the Seahawks, Geno Smith, 290 and a touchdown. Walker, 53 yards rushing and a touchdown. Metcalf, five catches, 106. Their team is just not right this season. No. Um, this is a game they should have won. So, a uh, couple things about the Steelers. I think that Pickens uh, was given a, a come-to-Jesus moment and... And it seemed like his attitude was not conducive to something like that. Um, just like they, he literally fell in the draft a little bit because of, you know, attitude problems, injury, and character concerns. Um, and the character character concerns started peeking its head this season, and someone had words with him. And that's what it looks like to me because uh, he's been playing great. The other thing I want to bring up is. Uh, if you got a chance to see Najee Harris's stiff arm that he had oh in the game, God. oh! You mean the three on the one run? <laughs> oh, 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 oh! Like a goddamn steel girder! Oh my God! Fantastic! <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! The, which, who, the, that's a running back that we all expect to see yeah. all the time. Yeah. You know, he's a slightly smaller version of 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 Henry. You know, 
slightly smaller. He's still a big boy. <laughs> They're very similar in the fact that if they get going, mm. you're going to have a hard time getting them down. It, yeah. It's actually the getting them going that has well, been a yeah. problem this yeah. season. True. Uh, the Bengals traveling to KC, and they gave the Chiefs all they could handle. Oh. Chiefs won 25-17. Browning had 197 yards passing and a touchdown. Touchdown went to Joe Mixon. Cost me my championship game. Uh, Jamar Chase had three catches, 41 yards for the Chiefs. Mahomes, 245 and a touchdown. Pacheco, 103 yards, 130 yards rushing. Seven catches, a 35 and a touchdown. Rasheed Rice continues producing as a rookie. Oh, yeah. Five catches, 127. Travis Kelsey had a very not Travis Kelsey game. Mm-hmm. He was three for 18. Okay, but in terms of but how much attention was paid to him that opened up other people? Exactly. 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 If he's if he's out there blocking, then then what else do you need? Or if they're just you know? double and triple teaming him to where they have yeah. to go to somebody yep. else. Right. Right. Rashi is open. You know. So so yeah, uh, uh, Rashi Rice is looking great. Um, he's definitely made the space that he's wide receiver one on that team, which was desperate for one. Um, but oh my but, god, there was so. But Pacheco, I don't know that anyone runs harder than him. Every time you watch him run, and it must maybe it's just his stride, but it seems like yeah. he wants he's digging into the dirt with every single step. Yep. And he runs that way when he's on a route too, not yes. just when he's rushing. Yes, yeah. he <laughs> runs a route angrier than I've ever yes. seen anyone run a route. It's like I don't want to fucking like, cover this dude. It's like I am going to fuck this turf up. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to watch. Yeah, uh, I really and their defense, by the way, is still very good. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Jones, Sneed, they have some great defensive yeah. players. I do like Sneed a lot. Yeah. I do too. I, <laughs> this is not the Chiefs team we've gotten used to watching. They just don't have the offensive output, at least right now. Who knows? Maybe they hit their stride in the playoffs. Stranger things have happened. But uh, for now, I, I don't see them coming out of the AFC. I still think it's Baltimore. But I'll tell you what, I would not want to have to play the Chiefs in the playoffs. No, I'm sorry. No. That There's, defense and Mahomes yeah. coming to town is a scary thought. Yeah. Because they, at any point, can have an offensive explosion. Yeah. Yeah. I I think the Ravens are scared. I, Every other AFC team is scared. Yeah. <laughs> I, is, I say the Ravens are wary. The Ravens are knowledgeable. Just, yes. Yes. <laughs> the, the Chiefs need to just give up on Kadarius Tony. For anything of significance, yes, you know. What about their um, punt returns? Oh, like the sure. Giants did. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Uh, and hey, and listen, move, move on to the other they guys. Got, they, got, they got some draft capital back for yeah, them. True. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, the Chargers' season is slowly, oh thankfully for them, oh coming to an God. end. Uh, they went into Bronco to the, the Denver to take on the Broncos. Sons Russell Wilson this week because they don't want him to get injured. Have to pay him another thirty-seven guaranteed nope. million dollars. <laughs> Uh, so Jarrett Stidham, 224 yards passing and a touchdown. McLaughlin leading rusher with 44. Leading receiver. And this is his name. Lil Jordan Humphrey. He had two catches, 69 yards and a touchdown. And if you have not watched it, I highly suggest you look up his touchdown catch and run. It was a thing of beauty. He made at least five people miss. The beautiful thing to see. There was... I would have a hard time saying that I thought Stidham would be a big play type of guy for this team. But, um, listen, the defense played well. Stidham played enough, played well enough, didn't turn the ball yeah. over. That's a nice way to get the win. It sucks that they got the win and got knocked out of the playoffs. Yeah. But Well, when you're relying on Cincy to beat the Chiefs. yeah, True. Know. But, uh, listen, 
The Broncos had a far better season than a lot of people expected. Oh, yes. After you last know? year? Fuck. Uh, I will say I want to call Sean Payton out a little bit in the fact that he was like, last season was the worst coaching job I've ever seen. Talking about Nathaniel Hackett coaching Russell Wilson. And while Wilson did play better for uh, Payton, I, I think Payton has acted a, quite unprofessional a few times this yeah. season yeah. on the sideline yeah. for yeah. a man of his level of yeah. stature as yeah. a coach. Like, that's a Hall of Fame coach. With that history of winning, like, come on. Yeah. You know? Like, you would never have dressed down Drew Brees on the sideline for doing that. Probably not. And you would yeah. never have told Drew Brees to stop kissing babies or doing whatever public stuff. Yeah. Because Drew Brees was out there with the public because New Orleans loved that man. Yeah. You would never have told him to tone down the shit. With the, come on. Anyway, I still think it's a good choice that they got him. Russell Wilson will not be their quarterback next year. I don't know how they move up. I don't know how they deal with the contract hit that they're going to take. Luckily, I am not. Uh, one of the accountants dealing with their cap, so <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Successful season for them, so not bad. And talking about successful season, the Packers went to Minnesota, beat the two Vikings, third and fourth string quarterbacks, thirty-three to ten. Uh, Love two hundred fifty-six yards passing and three touchdowns. Aaron Jones one hundred twenty yards rushing. Harry Melton, who? I exactly who? Six catches, one hundred five yards and a touchdown. They've had a lot of injuries at the wide receiver, so. Someone had to step up. Uh, for the Vikings, Hall started the game. He had 67 yards passing and interception. And they said, yeah, that sucks. So they put Nick Mullins in. He ended up with 113 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Ty Chandler, only 40 yards rushing. Justin Jefferson, only 5 for 59. Johnny Munt was the receiver that got their touchdown. For the Vikings, this is, again, unfortunately because of the Kirk Cousins injury, but this is a season that is coming to a slow, painful end for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else to say about this. The, the Packers, their defense is pretty maligned these days. The defensive coordinator is getting called out a lot for his problems, but that offense keeps coming through. And Love's had a good first season as a starter. Mm-hmm. As much mm-hmm. as it bothers me to say that, uh, if you when you look at the numbers, it's uh, it's better than I, I've said it multiple times. It's better than their past two starting quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Aaron Jones coming back is a big difference maker. AJ Dillon just wasn't. Getting it done. He's a good running back too. He's, he's a great good running when back you too. Have Jones. He's a yeah. great running yeah. back too. Uh, not good. He's great. Um, but yeah, uh, Aaron Jones is definitely the guy for them. So, but the Packers like I thought you were dead. I buried you. <laughs> uh, which does lead to a really fun game this coming week with the Bears traveling to Green Bay. Uh, so that is all of our games for this week, and that means we're going to go to our first segment, which is our. On FL, that Scotty Stats. On FL, things happen outside the NFL, even though we might bury our head in the sands this time of year because there's so many implications. So we're here to talk about those. Uh, I'm sipping on a uh, Jack Daniels Bonded. Um, it's uh, the $50 version of uh, their Bottled and Bond, which you can get for like $25. And if you ask me the difference, I'm going to call you poor because I can't tell you why, but it's a really good one. So... <laughs> And it, this this particular one, it's it, I'm sure it's a little bit older than their their regular bottled and bond, um, but if you're not a big Jack Daniels fan, go for their better versions because they really are dynamite. This is excellent, uh, and it got huge accolades last year in terms of like some of the top one of the top whiskeys. So yeah, of course, Brian, you can of course you can have some. So um, let me pass some things over here. Okay. First thing I'd like to touch on is uh, the NHL. They continue to be the heart and soul of the sports community as far as I'm concerned. They just seem like the fans are some of the best out there. 
And here's the example why. Brian, you're giving me a skeptical look. <laughs> I'm uh, waiting for the turn. At a, at a Bruins, there's no turn on this one. At, at a Bruins game, um, uh, announcer's on the horn. He's he, talking about uh, uh, organization, um, trying to do some uh, 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 cancer, uh, raising money for, for, for you know cancer research, things like that. Calls for a moment of silence. In the middle of the moment of silence, someone shouts, Fuck you, cancer! There's a quick little pause, then the crowd erupts. Crowd erupts. That all checks out, yeah. Then the announcer comes back on and says, thank you, random citizen. <laughs> just one of the sweetest moments of this past week. Uh, it's just so wonderful. Um, the NBA. Uh, <clears throat> I had something planned for Detroit in their hey, in their still, still in their streak still, however still hold a record uh yes yeah, so so detroit <laughs> did finally finally uh they could, they could have made it to 30 they they break their they broke their losing streak they yes they're uh their in season uh game winning sorry their in season total of 28 losses is the record um it was it, which is tied for total uh, 27 was is the in season record uh 28 was Philadelphia that split uh, uh, two seasons. (laughs) However, um, right, so they finally broke their drought um, over over Toronto. uh, While Toronto also was in the midst of a trade with New York, it's actually looking really tasty. Uh, Some of the players headed to New York are really nice. Not gonna lie though. Some of the players heading to Toronto makes them look like they could be dangerous. I kind of like that. I think it works for both teams. I think so. Exactly. Um, But what I want to talk about is uh, Kyle Kuzma. Uh, for the Washington Wizards, he throws out a, a stat that says, at this point, it's like, don't be that team. Which, that's kind of was the mentality. Like, what I was going to say before they broke this drought was every team playing Detroit is going to be playing the fucking championship game because they don't want to be that team. Yep. However, it's Kyle Kuzma from the Washington Wizards, and he gets called out on Instagram with someone saying, his team is 5-25, and but he's tweeting and laughing. Y'all record looked like a tour date. <laughs> oh. Yes. So the five and twenty-five team was calling out the three and twenty-nine team. Good on you, bud. That's beautiful. Good on you, bud. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize the Wizards were that fucking bad. <laughs> uh, so uh, a have great... they ever been good? Yeah. Been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. A great moment uh, for uh, for Utah. Uh, 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 after the game, Coach Will Hardy was asked about uh, what they thought about Colin Sexton's 360 dunk, and he said, I have so many bad words to say. Um, we were up by four with 20 minutes left in the game. I, he's like, he's, he's 6'1". <laughs> he goes, and the look on Colin Sexton's face after that 360 dunk was like, this was awesome, but I'm also kind of in trouble. Uh, Colin Sexton is a is a, a nice point guard. You know, he used to play for Cleveland. But yes, in the middle of a game, he was open. But yeah, he went six one guy did a three sixty dunk. I <laughs> like when so much is on the line yeah. to pull that shit off. Uh, Very unnecessary. Great, great but... but at the same time, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but the bigger story in this past week uh, is uh, Luca Luca Doncic hit his ten thousand points. Um, 10,000 points faster than any active player, by the way, which is saying active. something. Active player. But that's saying that's, something. That's saying a lot. Yeah. Think about some of the guys out there right yeah. now playing. Um, so he is he is the uh, uh, t- actually tied for seventh for fastest 
to 10,000 points. Can you guys name oh, who might be above him? And keep in mind, no active players are on this list. There's Jordan. six Wilt? six faster than Wilt. him. Wilt? Wilt, yes. Jordan. Wilt is... is uh, uh, so, so this was uh, uh, 358 games that Luka hit 10,000, which is tied with Bob, Bob McAdoo. Wilt Chamberlain did it in 236. Wow. Kareem? Kareem is fourth with 319. Jordan? Jordan is second with 303. Olajuwon? Nope. These next ones are going to get real tricky for you. All right, is it big boys or is it shooters? Because, I mean, okay, it's both. One so. is, one is, uh... Was it the logo? Nope. Oh. All right, Elgin Baylor is third oh, with 315. Oh, we're going way back. Okay, okay. Yep. Oscar well, Robinson yeah, oh, okay. is yep. fifth with 344, and you'd never guess him ever. The Iceman... George Gervin, oh, yeah, 355. Yeah. That's right. I would have guessed him. Yep. Yeah, yep. I should, yep. I, that should have been up there somewhere. Yeah, yep. But uh, <laughs> good on good on Luca. Um, and he is. I mean, he changed the fucking game. He is such a unique player. Mm-hmm. Not anymore, because every other fucking Euro player plays just like him now. But yeah, Jesus. Right. So yeah, Luca Doncic. Holy shit, that was fast. Oops. Holy shit. Sorry, folks. We're still watching the Michigan-Alabama <laughs> oh, game. Michigan just scored a touchdown on their first possession in overtime on their oh, second play. God. Oh, and Blake Corum. Young Blake cousin. Corum also who, yeah, his cousin? Little, yeah, little local connection. Yeah, his cousin used to uh, used to work right here in Sackets Harbor. And, uh, uh, it's it's Balake Corum. It's, it's he even told us, <laughs> you watch out for this kid Blake Corum, my little cuz, playing for Michigan. 5'8", 214. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said he's, he's he, NFL he bound. Run, he runs hard, he runs, though. He runs real hard. Absolutely. All Sorry, right, little little live NFL for you. Yes. Uh, all right, let's jump to uh, NCAA basketball. Um, over this past week, the top twenty-five, or at least over this past weekend, the top twenty-five stayed mostly safe in their games, except for number four Arizona playing Stanford. Arizona lost eighty-two to one hundred to the trees. To the trees. What the fuck? Wow. Well, and I'll tell you, here's here's where the stats become pretty friggin' obvious. Arizona shot 7 for 26 from the three-point land. 27% shooting. Ooh. Mm. That's not a losing... I mean, that's, that's you know... That, that's a lot of possessions, But it depends on how though. many shots you put up at, for, like, but seven, out of seven, your possessions. Right, right, 7 for 26, right? Yeah, that was um, 50% of their possessions. Right, that's, right. That's bad news. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, by the way, Stanford did match them on rebounds, which, come on now, you're fucking Arizona. Get over Stanford should here. never do that. Stanford, however, shot 16 for 25 from three. There you go. 64% shooting. You gotta watch out for some of those Ivy League teams. Like yeah. some of those guys, just that's what they do. Uh, they just study quick, and then shoot free throws. Quick little thing from the world of soccer. Cut. <laughs> the world of soccer. I don't know if it's fantastic or or horrendous, uh, but uh, uh, in honor of one year passing of Pele, no um, shit. Brazil decided to light up. The Christ Redeemer statue with Pele's jersey. Holy shit! Awesome. Really? The picture is fantastic. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if people are upset about it. it I don't think incredible. they should be. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, but they Pele- are so fucking religious. Holy shit! I, but, I can't but believe also, they let that happen. But also, soccer is is second to is, to religion. Like, yeah. yeah, and Pele it's like, is. It's like God, Jesus, Pele. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. and then Mary. Yeah. The, the picture. The picture is <laughs> really amazing. fantastic. Oh, that's fucking cool. It's really that great. Is that is fucking cool. That is so okay. cool. <laughs> All right. But obviously here we are in bowl season. Uh, right, we, while we're recording this, we are watching Alabama and Michigan in overtime. 
um, and Michigan being up 27 to 20. But let's talk about how fun the bowl season is because there's a bazillion fucking bowl games out there. So, fun. so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, there's also so many players that sit out that the there's a lot of weird shit that goes on. So you have to love the randomness of the bowl season. Can I interject one sure, thing yeah. fast about this on the bowl thing? Did you see how the Pop Tart Bowl ended? Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Oh, you got to talk about it? Okay, good, good, good. I just wanted to make sure that was one of them. That's all I was asking so, for. Okay. So, all right. Um, <laughs> NC State did a fake punt and took it 60 yards nice. to the house over K-State. That kind of shit doesn't happen in the and regular season. And fuck Kansas State, too. But, hey, 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 <laughs> gotta, gotta love it. Yeah, uh, the Clemson and Kentucky game. Clemson did end up winning thirty-eight to thirty-five, but both teams combined for forty-two points in the fourth quarter, nice. and it was it was fumble recoveries and oh, just a just an absolute shit show out there. But a shit show this of is scoring a football game. We're yeah. talking about forty-two <laughs> points amazing. in the fourth. Yep, um, that's why I love the Bulls, though. Yeah, yeah. So but we, we know you love the balls. Yeah. Bowls. We oh, did. Oh, we two. did talk yeah. about uh, Detroit getting robbed of a big man touchdown, um, but they're not the only ones in the uh, Barstool Sports Bowl, which looks like it could be one of the more fun ones to watch. They really are loading it with a lot of activity. Um, so many of those. They've names. learned that's how people gravitate oh, towards yeah. one of these. Oh yeah, because it's because it's Toledo you know? and Wyoming. By the way, Wyoming won 16 to 15, but that's also after a big man's touchdown. It was actually the first potential touchdown of the game. Uh, a big man was denied. And this was deflected off of a receiver's or running back's hands. I forget which one. The big man caught it, brought it into the end zone, and it was waved off. But a deflection isn't a pass. And I and I still didn't get the clean, the clean explanation about what. Yes, he's an eligible receiver. But he didn't receive it. That's a loose ball. At it that was point. his yeah. own player bobbled the ball, and then he got the it bounced off. And I, so, huh. so don't fully understand. But another another big man touchdown wiped away. Shame, shame. But he's got the footage for his life. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, will there ever be a better big man touchdown than the one that should not have actually that didn't count, but should have? <laughs> it didn't matter. The Dolphins so had last year, and they all knew it. But it still didn't matter. Yeah. So in the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl, Ole Miss. Celebrating, they go to hoist the trophy, right? And it's this nice silver, silver base. Um, it it actually kind of looks a little like the Lombardi, to be honest. Um, and as they pick it up, the uh, the metal football on top was apparently not fixtured in place, and it wobbled and almost fell to the ground. They caught it. Nice. Before it hit the ground. Before it hit the ground. So it's a catch. So it's a catch. Don't let the ball hit the ground, boys. It was a catch. But like. Here's this trophy poorly made. That thing wobbled right off. And, oh. uh, second to last, because there is something better than the Pop-Tart Bowl. Do I have anything to talk about the game? Fuck no. Pop-Tart <laughs> mascot. Holy shit. The Pop-Tart mascot, the reveal, was incredible. He slowly rose up out of the toaster, right? He was everywhere, man. Like He made himself the the... The extra player on the field yep, the whole yep. time. He got to do the presentation at the end of the game. It was wild. One of the better parts was when he when he was done, he dropped back down into the toaster, and then out of the toaster, 
was a mascot-sized Pop-Tart that made its way out that the players could eat. <laughs> yeah. This is... This is this some is next level. This is some pageantry yeah. for yeah. for the fucking uh, uh, new age baby. Like this is so wonderful and as good as that was. This is NCAA meets WWE. It wasn't the best <laughs> moment of the goal season. That's Big Twelve. Or the bowl season. Oh shit! Yeah. All right, we have the championship belt, not Texas Tech, but the yeah. Big Twelve. Yeah. This this the best moment actually happened earlier today, and it was ESPN game day. As they're getting ready for what we're currently watching, Alabama and Michigan. So here's the ESPN game day crew. Uh, one Reese Davis is talking about Alabama player uh, Jalen Milrow. And he's talking about how he likes to wear a lot of his own branded stuff. And he wears uh, this one particular phrase that says Lank, L-A-N-K. And this is what Reese Davis said on television. Lank, which stands for let a naysayer no. Pat McAfee was there, was shocked, and held his composure, but the other two black correspondents uh-huh, were uh-huh. hissing themselves laughing while Reese Davis said, let a naysayer know, you ignorant white does that piece mean of shit. <laughs> oh my god. What a glorious, and, and glorious like, moment. The crew had to have known to make him say oh, it. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Fucking hey, tragic. Listen. But that's what the bowl scene's it's about. Kind of like singing along to Wu-Tang. That's shame on a neighbor. It is shame on a neighbor. It's your own game on a neighbor. I might be I might be at home with the doors locked in my shower. I'm still going to peek out of the curtain before I don't say neighbor. There you go. All right. So that is the NFL. We're not going to go into just the worst. And for this, I'm going to break out some whiskey. I haven't done this this year, but I'm near the end of a bottle of Middleton Very Rare. This is not a budget-friendly bottle. I won't lie to you. This is about $300. But this is my favorite Irish whiskey. And when we're talking about something that I'm about to discuss, I think a little whiskey will help make the disgustingness Uh of it go down a little better. Uh Uh-oh. Because my just the worst this week is to the Baltimore Ravens for deciding that they were going to have Ray Rice come back for a welcome uh, back. Now, granted, he has done a lot of work working for the Ravens, working with the community uh, to try to improve a lot of things uh, as far as... Um, image repair. Image repair, but also <laughs> uh, making sure that... Oh, and Michigan just beat Alabama. Ooh, oh, shut him down. That's awesome. What a win. Um, no, yes, um, yes. Ray Rice, uh, he was a three-time Pro Bowler for the Ravens. And then footage came out of him and his wife. I don't remember if they were in Atlantic City. There was somewhere they were in a hotel uh, elevator, and he knocked her out. And I don't mean like an accident of some sort. Full fist, jaw, knocked her out. Was dragging her out of the elevator and picking up her flip flop, which is a kind gesture. Never played another down in the NFL, as he shouldn't have. You you pay a price for these things. Now, I'm not saying he hasn't done a lot of good work in the community since. I'm not trying to say that he doesn't have a right to try to mm-hmm. overcome this mistake he made. But to introduce him as a legend of the game, I think you need to be careful with these things. I think it sends a message that... The, the message that you can overcome mistakes you've made in your past is not a bad one. However, what he did was egregious. You, you, you can accept him becoming a better person... You could acknowledge that. Um, and let's be honest, if you lined up opposite Ray Rice, there was a little 
that was a little uh, poop coming out of your butt. He was a great running back, right? Great running back, still the all-time uh, uh, all-purpose yardage leader. Yeah, for the right. Ravens, you 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 were aware that it was it's a little like he's it's a talented tough. football player, but you don't have to use those words. No, you can you can acknowledge a lot, but they could have just said uh, acknowledge or uh, take to celebrate our all-time or our leader in uh-huh. all-purpose yardage for the career as Raven Ray Rice. Like there's a lot of ways to say it, but legend of the game. I mean, to be honest, oh God, this is so bad. I kind of have a problem with it. <laughs> I don't want to hear Ray Lewis code that either, because I'm just going to be like, where's the white suit, Ray? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, that would be... Oh, what a bad look that would be. Right? Oh, God. Some, I don't know. about Rays and Ravens? Uh, I, yeah. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. It's, it's too well, bad, too. What if they introduce him as the Otis Elevator Knockout King? <laughs> oh, wow. At least it'd be factual, you know? It would. It would. But I'm, I'm going to drink a little Milton's and I'll get the taste of that there out of go. my mouth. So, cheers. Yeah. This yeah. is fantastic. Cheers. Yeah. Oh, this is a delicious Irish whiskey. It, it is expensive. If you find it in a bar, you're going to be paying probably 50 or 60 for a shot of it. But Oh, at least. Yeah. It's, it's, it's delicious stuff. Um, I got I got, I got got a few things that, that kind of go. I'm going to go from a, a, a just the best and work my way down to a just the worst. Because there's an in-between one on here. Uh, just the best is... Uh, uh, Michael Clemens from the Jets, <laughs> when he was in Cleveland, there's a clip of him on the sideline, and when I say this, the fans were into it. He's walking up and down the sidelines, pointing at the fans. Oh, oh, oh yeah. And he, and he points at one and he goes, oh, fuck you. But he looks all excited and, when he's and, looking at you. And he looks around. Yeah. yeah. He, he makes eye contact with someone. He's like, no, no, no uh, up above you. you, you uh, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, fuck you. And a uh, fuck you, too. He's just like giving out. ten people. So, it was so, like, it wasn't mean. It was and and the fans were into oh, it. Oh, yeah. But me? Yeah. Me? Me? Oh, him? Him? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a, such a beautiful moment in a, in a bad loss and a season that has really just been ugly for the Jets. And you're still out there having a little bit of fun and engaging with the fans. You're engaging with away fans. I I love that moment. It was a good capture. That's just the best. So did you see the TikToks that other people were taking? Yes. And so like like so he was doing that and then people realized what he was doing and so people start, you know, filming their TikToks mm-hmm. of him and then like changed to the crowd and there were fucking fans going Pick me, pick me, like showing off their jersey, you know, because yeah. <laughs> they wanted him to tell them "fuck you." Yes. It's fucking great. Right. You know? <laughs> uh, this one started out as a just the worst, and then it turned out to be a neutral after you really watched the clip. Uh, Jack Jones from the Raiders, um, right after after a touchdown, he's going to hand the ball to a little kid, right? But of course, they're the they're the visiting team. So he's going to hand the ball to a kid in the crowd, and he pulls it back. On Christmas Day, he pulls it back, and he said, "Watch again. Look at the guy. Look at the guy reaching over the the kid." And sure enough, he pulled it back. Because an adult was trying to steal the ball. Because an adult was trying to steal the ball from the kid, and he and I forgot what he ended up like making it right for the kid. Like he like tracked the. But that wasn't on the footage. It wasn't on the footage. So it started out as just the worst, and then when it okay, great. great. Now it's neutral. Um, arguably a little bit better than that. But really, just the worst is the clip that I saw of the Panthers owner Oh yeah, throwing the contents of his beer, the liquid, out of his booth and hitting 
the people in the stands mm-hmm. right outside of his booth. Mm-hmm. The ones they, paying to actually watch that god-awful team. Paying to be there to watch the Panthers, yeah. and you threw beer on them. I get it, man, but this is your own fucking doing. Mm-hmm. You have no one else to blame. You're the owner. You have no one else to blame. Yep. You have meddled a lot this season with that team. The word it was that I that has come out since is that the, the coaches wanted C.J. Stroud. Ownership push for Bryce Young. Yep. I don't know what C.J. Stroud would have done differently, to be honest. No, I actually think, I don't know that anyone would have done better. I don't think so. In that position. No. I think that the lack of weapons, as mm-hmm, we discussed mm-hmm. earlier, would have been an issue. Like, yeah, I mean, you look at the Texans and coming into the season, you're like, but what do they have? They actually have quite a bit. Yeah. Or did before some injuries, but yeah, like yeah. their wide receiver room yeah. looks like it's going to be pretty yeah. good moving yeah. forward. They yeah. got a good one-two running mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. combo going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think that Stroud would have been any better in Carolina. Nah. I think that that team is so devoid of talent right now yeah. that any rookie would have struggled. You, so you throw in your beer, and maybe maybe normally there's a pain there that, and it's not open air. But oh, so some poor ah. bastard has to clean up the window because you can't just throw your beer away. I drink it like a man, right? Come on. When I'm upset, I just chug my beer. That's right. Yeah. You drink your fresh That's right. You don't throw them on other God people. God damn right. It was. I, I, I watched. Also, that's like a fifteen dollar beer at those stores. Well, like, just show me how rich yeah. you are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wasting the, eggs yeah, last year. The, the rest Sons of us are just bitches. that beer costs as much as my ticket. <laughs> the, the rest Actually, of us. That, that beer costs like nine times the ticket right. if you're going to a game in Carolina. <laughs> you. The three of us, we're hammering that beer and then tapping the bottom. I want, I want every last little drop of that bad boy. Yep. That was, that was, that was three yeah. cents. When that falls into it, I pick it up and be like, "Spit it out, you wee bastard!" <laughs> I don't have a just the worst. Like originally, it was going to be something like, you know, it's it's already sad that you know NFL playoffs are right around the corner. Which means the end of the season mm-hmm. is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. We're like, ah, mm-hah. no, no. But it's been such we a fun season. We have recent playoffs. It's been a great fucking year. It's like, no, yeah. that can't be my yeah. just the worst. So I have just the best. Okay. And I'm going back to the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Mm-hmm. Did you see when uh, halftime, the marching band comes out in the field, and so they cut the mics for the announcers, but the audio translated telecast kept going. I and, did. And the broadcasters, usually it's like, oh, shit. What the fuck are they going to say? Someone's going to drop the N-word. They don't think they're still on a hot mic, blah, blah, blah. No. For like 10 minutes straight, they're talking about their favorite Pop-Tarts. Yeah. <laughs> Legit. Off camera. No yeah. longer working. Yeah. But, you know, the, the mics are still picking up and tra- and doing yeah. the... the what, what do you think about that s'mores flavor? Caption. Oh, I love the s'mores, Ooh, s'mores flavor. Oh, yeah. The, okay, strawberry or blueberry? You know, you know, gun to your head. Which do you choose? Like, an yeah. honest conversation yeah. about toasted, fucking untoasted. Pop-Tarts. Yeah. All about Pop-Tarts. It's like, I'll eat them raw, but toasted is always better. You know, it's fucking hilarious. You can raw dog a Pop-Tart. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would say nine times out of ten, I'm going to raw dog a Pop-Tart. I, I'm rarely ever in the mood to be fancy enough to toast a Pop-Tart. When I'm eating a Pop-Tart, it's like, ah, uh, this will get the job done. It's a Pop-Tart. It's like, just not a toaster really strudel where I'm going to put some icing on afterwards. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, great. Now that, that's going to be the bowl next year, the toaster strudel bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to see how they manage to pull I that hope, off. I hope that what happened this year in bowl games makes everyone oh, step their game up. To. We need that it, pageantry. That that pageantry was the one few thing that made people forget for a brief moment about Florida State getting fucked over. <laughs> Briefly. Yeah. And then Georgia said, fuck it. Although, again, you know, Florida State, as you pointed out, they, they lost, what was it, 66-3 to three or yeah, something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. 
But as you pointed out, they had a lot of players that were like, yeah, nope, going to focus on going to the NFL. Yep. 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 They lost a bunch like of starters because Three of or four it. in the transfer portal already. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, they yeah. lost right. a bunch. Like, that was not the Florida State team that was playing no. all season. The Georgia coach I liked came out the, the, after the press conference. was like, you know, there's this is a clear indication there is something wrong with the college football playoff system, with the college system in general, with, you know, the different divisions, you know, the SEC, the Big 12, all these mm-hmm. different ones. Like, they need to figure this out. And he wasn't like, we beat a bunch of fucking nobodies. He was like, there is an issue here, and you guys need to fucking figure it yep. out. It is yep. your job to figure this out. No. And like in a post game, when you slaughter a team that was undefeated, like, fucking good kudos yep. to you. Yep. I forget his name, but kudos to yep. the Georgia yep. coach. I Agreed. mean, that was, that's Agreed. the right thing to say. Kirby Smart? Maybe? I, think I watched too many bowl, bowl clips. I, I can't yeah. keep them all straight. Yep. All right. Well, that's going to take us into our. Uh, Picks for next week. Whew. Yeah, it is Kirby. Smart. Oh well, no, we, we got we got to do. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Squeak streaks. Last segment. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. He did text this to me. Um, so apparently, this weekend and the previous weekend, when you combine them, the Eagles have been outscored thirty to nothing in the third quarter. They are playing the Giants this coming week, and Squeak's prediction. You know what? I gotta have to go. I'm gonna call him Dick Woodcock, the great Scott Country again. I can't just squeak anymore. He won our fucking fantasy football league. If he hadn't, he would be squeak until next season when he redeemed himself. But he did. He won the damn thing. Um, he says that the Eagles will continue that tradition and not score a point in the third quarter this upcoming week against the Giants. Against the against Giants. The Giants. I, listen, Oof. it's a ballsy Oof. pick. Yeah. And, yeah. But you know what? I, Giants I, defense is also pretty good. I actually hate him for that though because his picks have been so bad. That, that means that they are going to score in the third quarter. <laughs> like 35 points on Fuck the third. <laughs> shit. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess we'll run down these the way you have them in the computer. It's not the yeah, actual th- time. That's the original because they, they flexed every yeah, single game right. yes, last week. If you yeah. don't know, um, until today, we didn't actually know what time any of these games were going to be or which ones are going to be Saturday games because the NFL wanted to wait and put the games with the most playoff implications into the prime games. Which makes and sense. And I like it. Which makes I sense. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. Also, what's lovely this week is one, two, three, four. There are six one o'clock games. There are seven four o'clock games. Which means that that's how many games have good yep. playoff implications. Yes, absolutely. Which also means you have to have 97 different streaming services to watch all of them. <laughs> yeah. I'll just watch Red Zone, man. Uh, one's going to be on Peacock. <laughs> one's going to be on Amazon. One's, you know. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about looking into that on the Saturday games. On what channel they're on. Oh, yep. my God. Okay, so, because it's just the order that they were listed coming into this, we have the Falcons traveling to take on the Saints. I think both these teams are actually still alive for the playoffs, given how poor their division is. I'm not positive on that. Hold on, we do have that pulled up. Atlanta will clinch the NFC South as long as they win, and Tampa loses. Okay. Ooh. Now, New Orleans, as I said earlier is a team that just baffles me because they seem to go back and forth mm-hmm. on who and what they are. Yeah, Eric, New, Orleans, New Orleans needs Seattle to lose and Greenbow to lose. Yes. Uh, Eric picked New Orleans on this one. I am going to do the same thing. In as much as I think their offense is capable of producing more consistently than Atlanta's is because Atlanta's quarterback situation but, is too, bit too, too big of a deal. Who's their quarterback? It's either going to be Ritter or Heineke. Right. It, okay. And as Bill Parcells said one time, if you have two quarterbacks, you, you don't have a quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> Which is what happened last year. It's game. a true question. Yeah. 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 I've, I've never seen a situation where that was an incorrect statement in the NFL. Yeah. 
And literally, like, you saw that against your Bears last week, right? They swapped mid-game. All right, it's well, not they you. swapped in the fourth quarter. Oh, whatever, fair enough, whatever. <laughs> but like, here, here we go. Like, it's not you that it's, that it, like... So, yeah, same thing. i got to go New Orleans just because I think they have way more weapons offensively. Um, that, I don't think. I know they have more weapons offensively. They do, yeah. Um, well, effective. Atlanta's got some good weapons out there that are... They somehow can't use... Well, they can't use them because the quarterback is yeah. not good enough. Yeah, right. Atlanta's like the, the ant farm that's fucking running very efficiently. And then, like, from one random week to another, someone walks by and just fucking shakes it all up and puts it back down. <laughs> is that it? I don't know. They're, they're like, what the fuck yeah. are we doing? Oh, no, fuck, no, no, where, no. you know, where'd Frank go? Oh, you know, fucking totally lost, you know, for no reason. <laughs> you know, when like, they there's picked, an ant named Frank. Yeah. When they picked Kyle Pitts, it was, ant a, Frank? it was with the fourth pick. That's funny. Ouch. Uh, the, the Falcons, when they pick Kyle Pitts, one of their weapons they can't get the ball to, they had the fourth pick in the draft that year, and the first three picks have been Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and um, uh, Trey Lance. They could have taken Justin Fields and had a quarterback. Yeah. Um, they have all these weapons. I just, I don't, the consistency at the quarterback is an issue for them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see them pulling this off. Uh, the Sunday night game, which we will be watching as we record our oh, podcast, which so we will good. be live streaming on uh, YouTube. If you want to come and join and get on the chat, we would love to discuss some of the games with y'all. Uh, but Buffalo travels to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Both these teams are in a bad, are in a weird spot. Buffalo has been unable to really get consistency recently, at least in the past game. Their running game is much better. Miami... There's some injuries going on. Tua did get knocked out of that game. Don't know what the status is of him right now. Uh, Bradley Chubb likely out for the season. Though. Yeah. They're worried about uh, yeah. ligament tears in his yeah. knee. Yep. That's yeah. big for that defense. Miami got embarrassed so badly, though. That's what I'm thinking. And they're you fighting. don't come back from a beating like that and not beat the Bills. I, I think Miami beats the Bills. I do. And I hate to say that. I, I like it when the Bills are doing well. It makes... Football season, a lot of fun up in the area we live in. There's a lot of Bills fans up here. I really enjoy seeing them win. Eric Digg picked the Bills for this. So uh, Miami got embarrassed by the Bills earlier in the season. Um, that was coming off of their 70-20 to 20 win. <laughs> and, bring a bullshit. Yeah, but, and bring bullshit. As you said hours ago, history doesn't really exist. <laughs> and, the, and the Bills, <laughs> and the Bills uh, probably could have put up 70 on Miami in that game. It seems like they let that off. That was the Miami Sons Jalen Ramsey also. Fair, um, but they did let off the gas, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. However, uh, when I think about the, the Bills' defense, there's been has been consistent enough in these past few weeks that McDaniel can scheme against them with his offense, and I think he's got enough there to scheme against them to make it work. And he's and got honestly, all got all the weapons to make it work. And the way that the Bills' offense is going right now, even without Jalen Ramsey there to disrupt, no, Bradley Chubb. Sorry, sorry, Bradley Chubb. Um, I think that I think Miami can pull out this win. I expect it to be. I think like, it'll be close. I think, say, I, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm give expecting me like a, a good like a give 26, me like 23. I was gonna say 21, 18. But yeah, give me Miami on this one. Waddle um, will still probably be out. Okay, but is 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 uh but, is there is a running back back? That's the other big question. Is is Mostert Ooh, back? Mostert, I don't know. I, I don't know if that and, matters as much. And I gotta though. I gotta assume I that I think that he adds 
he is very fast. I think he's a more physical runner than A-Chan is. He's mm-hmm. a larger oh, running yeah, back. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I yeah. think having a physical running back and then the speed running back of A-Chan is what really makes that whole yeah. combination of so, them work so well, that thunder And you gotta, you got to assume, I have to assume that two was there again. Like, I can't, you know. So, But I'm, I'm going to, for my pick, I'm going to put Miami, and I don't like it. Should I, wanna, I want the... I want the Bills to figure their shit out. <coughs> I want the Bills to I win. I want the Bills to win, but I'm going to pick Miami just for the sake of the pick, you know? I mean, I think Miami winning, and I think, I mean, it really does hinge on, like, that fucking humiliation this week. Mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. does. Yep. Okay, my Bears travel to Green Bay. Uh, they can't necessarily knock the Packers out of the playoffs, but they can do some they serious really damage to their chances. hopes yep. by getting a win. The Bears have been on a very nice run recently outside of that loss to the Browns. The Packers, although, also, offense have been playing quite well. Listen, I'm a Bears fan. This is a game against the Packers where we truly have a chance. As of now, the Packers are three-point favorites. I am picking the Bears. I truly believe they have a chance to win this game. I think the Bears with nothing to gain and the Packers with nothing. Oh, the Bears have something to gain. It's called coming out of hibernation against the fucking yes, Packers. Yes. They have been so bad against them the last few yeah. years. It is yeah, they're, they're they are bitch. so yeah. fucking due for a win against this team. Are they though? Yes. I let me rephrase myself. I, mean, I know they're due, but the the Bears with nothing to lose. The Bears with nothing to lose. Let me put it like that. Um, and when you're playing a team that hates you, that has nothing to lose, and the way that they've been playing lately. Uh, especially coming off this win, I think they're feeling good, and the confidence that they're going to bring into the game is enough of a difference. I also just want the Bears to continue getting better because it looked like they were going to start the season in a better place, and it was fucking hideous. It was awful. 0-4 to start the season. Um, it's a big I, hill to climb. Yeah. That being said... They're at 7-9 and nine now. Yeah. They can get to damn near 500 after an 0-4 start. But the Packers are looking like they can string wins together. Absolutely. Um, they have. They, listen, Love is playing well. He, he is. I'd love um, to talk shit about it, but I can't. This is going to be a heart pick, and it's going to be Bears, just because I, I like, with with just reckless abandon, give me Bears. What did Eric pick? Eric picked the Packers, because he's an asshole. Well, I can't pick with him, so I'm going Bears. Yeah, right. Oh, All right. It's also a heart pick. I mean, I feel like... I mean, after it, it's the Packers destroying to lose. the Vikings, but yeah. doing way more than I thought they were capable of doing it, against a good team. I it, don't know. It's the Packers' game to lose, but it's a three-point game. But I also, also feel like because the Bears have fucking nothing to lose except for making the the, the Packers really fucking mm-hmm. fight for their spot in the playoffs. Yeah, Fields could light up That's, for four hundred yards. Three passing touchdowns, two rushing ones, just fucking humiliate them. I, so they're when, entirely capable of that. So when yeah. I was saying they have nothing to gain, it was going to be except for ruining the Packers' yeah, fucking yeah. day. But yes, but yeah, yeah. And their their rivals. That's the mm-hmm. oldest rivalry in the game. Yeah. If there's a game you're gonna get, like I don't give a fuck what our record is. Let's ruin yeah. their season. This is it. Yeah, you're like two the first time they played each other, right? Yeah, right about. <laughs> I am old. I'm a hundred and three. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland travels to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Cleveland has wrapped up a playoff spot. Um, and this is where pulling players makes a difference. Yes. It does. I don't know who Cleveland's going to pull. 
I don't know what's going to go on there. I still just believe somehow what? the Browns win this game because they just keep fucking winning. Do, do the Bengals winning have any nope. implications They're totally at all? out. They're, no, 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 no. But, like, them them winning, does that... Oh, ruin, does that fuck someone else? That fuck someone oh. else, you know? Um, that's probably too too deep of a cut to look into, but... Um, so... I... I'm going to pick the Bengals. We don't need to look it up. Doesn't I'm gonna seem pick, to matter at all. I'm going to no. pick the Bengals because they still like being as scrappy as they can be. Um, well, my question is, with them being out of the playoff hunt, does Jamar Chase sit out and let that shoulder rest? And T. Higgins pulled a hamstring. He yeah, didn't come back to the game. Smart. Oh, oh yeah. really? Did he? Yeah. Uh, uh, God. And that's why. Like, I just I don't like Cleveland defense. <sighs> yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Browns then. I guess, I. yeah, right. Why, yeah, why would you play Jamar Chase? Why would I'm you play going Jamar? Cleveland yeah. as well. I, I, I can Shit. see them both playing it safe. Uh, yeah. Eric picked Cincinnati on this because he didn't actually give me a, a winner, so I picked the underdog. All right, uh, yeah. Because as he's very commonly does, just picking teams that are underdogs for no reason whatsoever. That's weird. Huh. Uh, the Cowboys travel to take on the commies. Uh, Eric also picked uh, Dallas on this one. Of course he did. Um, Dallas is playing... They need to win. If they lose and the Eagles win, then they uh, will not be uh, the champions of the East and will have to go on the road. They do not do well on the road against teams with winning records. Not in the last uh, 25 so years. I see Dallas <laughs> playing very hard in this game, and for that reason, I do. I'm sorry, Brian. I see the Cowboys oh. winning this game. You're, you're allowed to pick the Cowboys. It's okay. Uh, Washington has been one of those funny disruptive teams they have the eagles they give the eagles everything they could handle both absolutely times they play. absolutely i want to go with washington because um one fuck the cowboys but also th- they have the ability to be disruptive that being said the, I, they're going to struggle to put points up i want this to be an ugly brutal game that i'm not going to watch I'll watch the highlights <laughs> <laughs> it'll take it'll take 30 seconds to watch the I highlights mean, it's true yeah. I, I really i I want this to be just a defensive, uh, uh, just ugly ass punt fest, and that the Commanders somehow pull out. Um, not that I want the Commanders to win, but I want Dallas to lose. So give me commies. All right, fair enough. Uh, the Broncos travel to Vegas to take on the Raiders. This is a real weird one because if you told me. Aiden O'Connell versus Jarrett Stidham <laughs> to start the, at the beginning of the season, I'm like. What teams are we watching? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Broncos' defense, though, has not let up. Although I will say, the Raiders under Pierce, they play fucking hard. Man. They've been playing real hard. Yeah. Like they're playing to make him the head coach. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry for this again, Brian. I, I seem to be oh. picking against teams you like, but I am gonna pick the Raiders. You're, in this you're one. okay. I, you don't have to I, apologize. I'm picking the Raiders uh, one because of their um, aggressive play for Pierce. Like you said, but also the Broncos. The whole thing yeah. about no. sitting, sitting are they both out already. Oh, they're both out. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. a Denver oh. loss. I didn't know if the helps Steel, I didn't know if I didn't uh, know if. Uh, oh, Denver loss helps Jacksonville. That's about it, though. Okay. Yeah. Well, if the Denver Broncos win and Jacksonville lose, and Houston Indiana doesn't end oh, in a tie, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh yeah. goes to the playoffs. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Pittsburgh I, got a lot of possibilities. I, I, the the whole thing about sitting Russell Wilson, like what, I don't know what that says to your team. You know what I mean? Like like, it, is that team gonna be pumped? Are they are they gonna play hard for Stidham? Are they gonna be like let's do this? 
let's do this for for Russ. I I don't know that that's that that's but there. It's very easy with cinema. They go, they go from Mister Unlimited to Mister Limited. Yeah. I, <laughs> if Russell Wilson was Sinem there, for Sinem. <laughs> Sinem for Sinem. Yeah. If if Wilson was there, I would have a harder time. If Wilson was pick. starting, I would pick the Broncos. I, I but I I think the Raiders want to win every game so fucking bad, and they have they have all season even. Even Broncos, with a shitty coach. The Broncos have their first-round draft pick. I don't know where it's going to be in this, but I have to imagine that a lot of this push with Wilson, it feels like they're going to get rid of him in the offseason. Again, I don't know how they're going to pull that with the salary cap yep, and the cap that they the take. But if they can get a trade candidate, yep. somehow get someone to take on a good load of that contract mm-hmm. that they're not going to have to, things to get a little strange. And you never know because this entire league is hurting for quarterbacks. Russell Wilson will have a market. Russell Wilson to the Falcons. Oh, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I just I I kind of see Denver management wise, not the players. I see the management playing for the picks in the off season. Um, the defensive players I still see playing for pride. Yeah, I, I just don't know that Stidham can overcome Max Crosby. And that, the yeah, Raiders that's defense. that's that's why I'm going. That's the Raiders. biggest difference that, to that's, me. That's that's really it. It's just yeah, yeah, Raiders. Uh, let's see here. I gotta find. That game. Uh, Eric, pick the Raiders also. Pick the Raiders? All right. Yeah. Uh, Houston Texans take on the Colts on Saturday <laughs> night. Oh, this Saturday is, night. Uh, I'm taking Houston in this one. I, I, so, I, Either one of these teams I'd be so happy for making the playoffs. I think it'd be a slightly better story for Indianapolis with their backup to mm-hmm, do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Stroud back and with Collins mm-hmm. and with Noah Brown and Singletary and that defense, and I'm sorry, that defense had six fucking sacks this past week. Oh, by the way, they have Delton Schultz tight end. How can you, it, it's hard not to pick the Texans on this. Like the Indianapolis Colts defense will play hard. Uh, I think the biggest difference is that I love Gardner Minshew, but mm-hmm, he'll give you a mm-hmm. chance for a couple picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think that will end up being yeah. the difference. I think Houston wins. Yeah, no, same thing. I'm, I'm Houston on this one. I've been, I've been riding that bandwagon all year. I like what they're doing. I do, too. I think this is really tough. But I, I think when it comes to coaching, because for both of these teams, whoever wins is in the playoffs. That, that's straight up. They win, you make the playoffs. And honestly, whoever wins might be the coach of the year. Yeah, right? Yeah, no shit. Out of the yeah. guy, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And, like, I mean, again, like not to beat a dead drum, like if it was C.J. Stroud back, no problem, Houston. I'm he picking is. Houston because I like them. But Stroud is playing. Is he going to be fully healthy? I don't know. I mean, he was playing this past week. Healthy yeah. enough again? He, I mean, he played this week. so. But he, he wasn't 100%, though. Well, hey, another week. He didn't get hurt. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. yeah that's true. Fuck it, Houston, yeah. yeah. Uh, Eric picked Houston on this also. Cross right. so, the board. board. All right. All right. Uh, Jacksonville travels to Tennessee to take on the Titans that might have Tannehill starting again. And yeah, I'm picking Jacksonville. <laughs> oh. it's, no, it doesn't matter. Jacksonville. What can they do by winning? Oh, clinch the South. Okay, so starters. Oh, yeah. They're not mm-hmm. going to be benching anybody. They're not benching anybody. Right. Uh, Trevor Lawrence might be back for this game also. Right, not right, sure right. Yet. Does it really matter against the Titans? I, well, uh, Ruiner. Every it now and then it does. Know, yeah. I mean, Listen, last week, it fucking matters. That's it, true. If yeah. Derek Henry can be like, hold on, I go off and we fuck right. their season. I could see Derrick Henry being like, all right, mm-hmm. Tennessee's not bringing me back. I'm going to run so fucking hard, some team has to sign Let me. Let me get 250 yards and fucking up my signing bonus for the next team. Yep. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
Uh, yeah, I've been waiting for Austin Eckler to do that for the past five years. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't go well for me. He's oh, just stuck on the wrong boy. team. <laughs> uh, Kansas City travels to L.A. to take on the Chargers. I'm not overthinking this one. The Chargers, have, <sighs> as I said earlier, the long, slow end of the season is finally about to hit for them. Easton Stick is not the quarterback of the future. That's you okay, though. Right. I did. I was never the one to call the meat and stick. That was Scotty. I wasn't. No. <laughs> uh, Herbert is their quarterback. They're down. Quentin Johnson is their number one wide receiver right now. There's so many problems there. And the Kansas City Chiefs defense is so fucking mm-hmm. good. I still don't know how they lost to the Raiders last week when they held them to zero passing yards in the second, Three third, and fourth yeah. quarters. That's How do you insane. lose that game? That is insane. Yeah. And that's why I'm worried about the Raiders in the uh, when the Broncos yeah. play them. That yeah, Raiders yeah. defense is playing so fucking mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're still winded from that game, though. <laughs> they very well might be. Uh, yeah, I just, I'm sorry. I don't see a way for the Chargers to win this. I wish I did. I'd like to say they have a fighting chance, but I don't think they do. I feel like the Chargers could play the Kansas City practice squad. Oh, and by the way. Maybe you got to win. Uh, Eric didn't give us a, a pick for this game. Oh. So he's going with the underdog. Hmm. Right. I know, weird. Right. I don't know why he picked the Chargers, no, but he right. did. Right. Right. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams travel to San Francisco to take on a 49ers team that I don't know who all they're going to be resting, um, which is a big deal. Is there anything on the on the? Platform? I think they have completely locked up the like, uh, the. It doesn't the matter one at all, right? Not yeah, a bit. Either team doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. Doesn't if Detroit matter. wins and San Francisco loses. Uh, San Francisco was still up, right? No, so, yeah, San Fran's already locked in. Home field advantage, okay. first seed, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have locked right. in everything, so gotcha. I don't and even the know. the Rams can't get anything. Yeah. I honestly don't know if we're going to see Brock Purdy and all these guys for more than a quarter. I don't, we, oh, fuck, yeah, we might not. It makes it such a difficult choice. And the Rams can't still make the playoffs. Oh, they're in. Oh, are they yeah, in? Yeah, they're in. Guaranteed? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus, I don't even know if they're going to play all these stuff. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, fuck. Like, there's nothing on the line, you know? Um, like, they've already locked up playoffs. It's just they've so they'd have everything. to travel to play. Yep. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm flipping 50-50. Uh, I'm flipping my koozie. Uh, G-Men's side. Like, G-Men's side is Rams. Giants' side is So you want to think about it, too, like, it's very likely they're going to have to play each other in the playoffs. All right. Do you want to show all your cards? I'm you saying know? the 49ers win. I, I think the 49ers backups are better than the Rams backups. And if we end up yeah. seeing backups versus backups, yeah. I say That's 49ers kind of what I was thinking my, too. Well, my, yeah, my, my koozie flip actually was also San Francisco, but um, yeah. Although, oddly, I, I, Eric did not pick a team for this one either. So, he's underdog going it is. He's going to end up biting us in the ass so hard. <laughs> well, the, I mean, it's so hard the last week, you know. Uh, Minnesota travels to Detroit to take on a Lions team that is going to be Fucking, fucking angry. <laughs> really angry about what happened. I don't see Detroit and their fourth string or whoever's starting. I was watching clips about people clowning on Dan Campbell when he gave his speech about uh, our team is going to be the one that you knock down. And when we get up, we... A we, year ago. We bite, yeah. we, we, bite, we yep. bite your kneecaps on the way back up. And then you knock us down again, Right. And that whole speech that he gave. And they just mocked him. And they endlessly. mocked him. And they yep. mocked him. And they mocked him. Detroit is fucking angry as shit. Yes. I would not want to play that team this week. No. No. And Minnesota is is Reeling. Hurting, hurting oh my bad. God. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sorry. I, I think Detroit wins this one mm. big. Justin Jefferson better sit. 
They better not play him. Or he's going to get hurt. <laughs> they better not play him. I, I know, I know. like, there's, there's like, a, 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 I think Alex, uh, Madison has got a chance at some bonus yards for, for rushing. Oh, uh, you so, know. So you want him to get him. He yeah. might, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, like, Of yeah, course. Yeah, right. I want anyone that has bonuses on the yeah, line to right. get that oh, yeah. bonus. I'm tired of these owners getting all the money. Let oh, the players yeah, get yeah, some money. Right. What is it in blood sport when you give up, what do you say, a tay? I don't know. I don't. Oh, I, I haven't watched that movie in a long time. Oh yeah, I don't remember. I feel like the Vikings would be doing whatever that is, like yeah. midway through the second quarter. They'd be like, yeah, yeah, like tap it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. basically tap it out. Yeah. Did Eric have a pick? Uh, he did on this one. He picked Detroit. Okay. All right. Uh the Jets play the Patriots in a game that I could. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be saying this happened. Yeah. Um, because of the ineptitude of the offensive side of the. Uh, Jets, I kind of want to pick the Patriots, but the ineptitude of the offense on the Patriots side makes me want to pick the Jets. And so I'm just going to go with who do I think has the most talent on the side of the ball that they're best at. They're both best on the defensive side. I'm going to go with New York. Right, there's, there's no way either team affects anything, right? No. No fucking way, no. right? They're, they're, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going Jets because their defense is, is way better. And it's just going to keep keep fucking New England to like three points. You know? Did you say Jets? I did. I'm, I'm going to change. I, I was going Jets, but I'm going to say a tie. Oh. Because what would be more meaningless than the Jets and the Patriots tying in week 18? Oh my god. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what's really fucked up is Mr. I hate Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and everything. Did he pick the, the Pats? He picked the Pats. Oh, what a piece of shit. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Alright, the Eagles travel to the New Jersey to take on the Giants, oh. and the Eagles need this win it's because they sorry. also need Dallas oh to God. lose. Like not as furious as as Detroit's going to be, but oh my God, yeah, they're going to fucking rape the fuck out of the Giants. I, if you don't know what he's talking about, it's because I don't even know if we went over that game. We didn't. Oh, Jesus! We it. Oh, Philadelphia beat our, or, I'm sorry, Arizona beat Philadelphia. Oh my God! Yeah, right. Oh. The Cardinals fucking yes. gangbanged the fucking Eagles. Yeah, they did. 35-31. Yeah. It was amazing to watch. <laughs> yeah. The Cardinals, the scrappiest team. The scrappiest like, team I got changed in like sports apps thinking like, no, that score is fucking wrong. On every sports app, it's wrong. And like, go to the TV like, fuck, no, it's yeah. not. <laughs> I watched I, the end of that on Red Zone. And, like, it was amazing. And too. It yep. was so good. I have made a lot of heart picks for the Giants. I can't do it. Can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. At all. Eric but McKinley. go fucking Cardinals. Fuck. Uh, she, right? Oh, that was right? great. Oh. Pittsburgh travels to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. As far as I know, the Ravens has locked up the number one they seed totally and everything and else. Field, so. so I don't even know how many starters Baltimore will play. Pittsburgh needs this win to get mm -hmm. into the playoffs. Yeah. 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 Can't believe I'm going to say this. Hey, me too. To me too. I, so I, I, I see Pittsburgh winning this I, one. Me too. I'm going to say, give, give me Pittsburgh. First of all, in division, right? However... Baltimore, I know they don't want to risk their players, but at the same time, like, you know those guys are like, fucking, we, we want to beat the Steelers. Shit, They're going to want to win. They're going to want to win. I can see the Ravens leading, like, 28 to maybe 10 at the half and then pulling all their starters and the Steelers squeaking out of win. Yeah, I, I'm going with the Steelers only because they are definitely gritty. Um, they do have... They have something on they the can, line. They can yeah. ground and pound, and we said it before... Pickens. If he goes off again, holy shit. Right? You know? Yeah. I mean, he probably won't against the Ravens D, but... He's still looking like a fantastic pick for me yeah. in my oh. Dynasty League uh, yep. last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Liking that. Uh, you know what? I'm changing my pick. Oh. oh I'm oh. going with Baltimore. All right. 
right. I, I can't. Uh, Eric picked Pittsburgh also. Okay, the Seahawks travel to Arizona. I, I don't even know if the Seahawks are still in the running for the playoffs. I've lost track of everything going on with these teams now. I don't believe so. Oh, yeah, if they win and Green Bay loses. Ooh, Matt. So now the Seattle's got a lot riding. I say Seattle wins this game. Uh, give me Arizona. They play it so really? hard. They, they're playing so hard. They want to win out. Like, they went so long without Kyler Murray, and he it really is the difference for that team. Um, he's pr- like he's proof that a good quarterback can make the difference. Mm-hmm. The, the team played hard James without Connor's him. James been running so James, hard. Oh, yeah, right? Yep. Right? And actually, the offensive line, Paris Camp, or Paris, fuck, I don't remember his, his last name, uh, uh, for the uh, offensive lineman they drafted, out, Paris Johnson out of mm-hmm. uh, Ohio State, starting to play well. And it was him they ran behind to get yeah. that, that go-ahead touchdown. I'm still saying Seattle pulls this one out, makes it to the playoffs. I I mean, I think having playoff hopes makes a really big difference. Coaching, mm-hmm. really big difference. I don't I don't see I don't see Pete Carroll losing a playoff chance against the Cardinals. The last year, I would agree with you. This year, Arizona's out for blood. Wait, are they wearing, are they going to wear the cool black helmets? Oh, I hope. God, so. I hope so. <laughs> God, I hope so. With that. Cool ass red pearl undercoat. Yeah. Oh, it was nice. More teams need to do that with their off color and then they, as a, yeah. as a primary scene. Yeah, and yeah. then that under color being oh, yeah. their primary. That's great. Oh, Eric Seattle. Yeah, it says ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay travels to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Tampa Bay has to have this to stay in the playoff hunt. I do I, not see the Buccaneers losing this game. I do. You do. I see them losing. Well, so does Eric because he didn't give me a pick. So I'm saying, I see them losing their playoff hopes because of the fucking Panthers. Oh my god! Because how great of a storyline is that? Now, see, it is a great storyline, but you I won the really, Super Bowl two years ago. I really <laughs> prefer the storyline of Baker Mayfield. See, found I, I his do. Home. I do like Baker. Yeah, and that because of his connection with Mike Evans, they'll bring Mike Evans back. He'll be able to retire a buck. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what. God damn it. Yeah. Mike Evans. My mind. Okay. You go ahead. I need so, to pull up I, a stat thing. I, something that I think is amazing. I, I want to get the numbers though. I I don't as bad as the Panthers have been, I, the Bucks can just score on them at will. Godwin. Yeah. Right? I, look been been playing great. Um the offensive line has been steady for the Buccaneers, you know what I mean? Like it, they're they're a, a solid mid tier team, they really are. Okay, so they lost they to the Saints, are, but you know, which is a good team. Yeah, yeah. And, and the Panthers are terrible. They're so bad. They have they have zero. I, I, maybe they can get all hyped up, but for who and for why? Yeah, like what? Who are they rallying behind? You know, where well ruining bu- Tampa's. If Tampa loses, they're out of the playoffs. If they you win, can, they're in. Okay, you know? all right, but like, fine, but but yeah, what, what year what? Two and yep. a thousand, and but Tampa Bay <laughs> is amped up and a better team because yeah. they can they got this is their chance. And so. like I think Baker, like he's still got a massive Browns chip on his mm-hmm. shoulder. He's mm-hmm. like, I was the guy, and you guys fucked me. Yep. You gave me no yep. protection. Yep, you fucking ruined my body. Fuck yep. you. No, you I, I, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm Tampa Bay. They played through one. so many injuries. Oh my god, I know. So uh, I just wanted to bring this up because I found it interesting because Devonte Adams is kind of considered the best wide receiver of his generation. At least Arguably. top of it. Yeah. So he's oh, got... Top, uh, top five, definitely. This yeah. is him versus Mike Evans. Devontae Adams has 854 receptions. 
Mike Adam Mike Evans has 756. Devontae Adams has 10,609 receiving yards. Mike Evans has 11,588. Adams has 92 touchdowns. Evans has 94. They started the same year? Uh, they have They're been, close. They've they been the playing same year. Uh, games played, 148 Adams, 152 for Evans. Oh, my so, yeah, God. Same year, yeah. Yeah. And... Who but had a good quarterback? The entire time. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I realize Evans Almost had Tom Brady time. for yeah. a couple years. Yeah. One year was real Tom Brady. Yeah. I think Mike Evans gets overlooked a little bit on I how think so good too. he yeah. is. I think yeah. so too. And it's weird to say for someone that's got, what, 10 seasons now with 1,000 receiving seasons. Yeah. Yep. I realize he's a big play guy, so like you don't really get like those ten to twelve catch games out of him. But my God, yeah, man, you get like six catches, three tutties. Come on, yeah. You know? Well, no, <laughs> yeah, but when when you're a, when you're a big boy like he is, you're gonna get those goal line touchdowns. Yep, you know, yep. Um, yeah. I want to say one one game for the with Brady had like two catches for two yards and a touchdown. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like something stupid. You're like, how the fuck did that even happen? Yeah, yeah. but. Well, yeah, because he had Gronk that year. Yeah, but it's just, just, I just, I find it so amazing. Like Mike Evans has been so good, and unless you play fantasy football, you don't really even think like about. He's not in a lot of conversations. No, yeah. but he's been so good. Except when he was like, you know, setting records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, until you start bringing up like how many years he's had a thousand yards receiving. Yeah. Which I guess if you consider, one could make the argument that in today's game. A lot of guys get 1,000 yards. It's but how many of them pass happy league, consistently, yeah. right, yeah. continuously, yep. their entire career yeah. Yeah. pull this off? Absolutely amazing what Mike Evans mm-hmm. And you know what? It's it, To me, it just shows more and more every day how much he may have made Johnny football in college. Yeah. Because also... Because um, you know it wasn't fucking Manziel. <laughs> Joe Flacco passed Manziel on something. I think it was career yardage with the Browns. Yeah, with the Browns. Passing. Yeah. <laughs> Four games. Yeah. <laughs> How fucking sad that I, I is. Did, I didn't see a tweet of Manziel. He was like, good for him. No, he said records are made to be broken. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like, I mean, that's the only thing you could say. Like, well, good on him not to be an asshole and yeah. be like, blah, 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 and come up with some bullshit. Yeah. Like, good on him just to be like, yep, <laughs> yep, he, he did it. I think that's great. Uh, so that's our picks for this week. Right. Um, listen, I am really looking forward to these games coming up. In case you don't know, Saturday's games, Pittsburgh and Baltimore at 4.30, Houston and Indianapolis at 8.15. Both of those have direct playoff implications. Pittsburgh has to win to get in. Houston and Indianapolis, winner of that, is in. Is in. Yeah. Those are big games. As far as Sunday goes, Sunday night, Buffalo and Miami, winner is the AFC East champion. Philadelphia and Dallas both need wins in order to... Dallas. If Dallas wins, they win the NFC East. If they lose and Philly wins... Philly wins the NFC East. There's a lot of implications going on in these games. Green Bay can get in with a loss, but it'd be a lot better for them if they win. Hence why I'm really pulling my Bears. Also, just something about the fact that last year, going into the last game of the season, it was Sunday night, I remember us watching it. Detroit, who wasn't going to make the playoffs, up-and-coming team, though, beat the Packers in the last game of the regular season, keeping them in the playoffs. I would love to see that happen with another up-and-coming NFC Mm -hmm. North team that I happen to root for. It'd be glorious. I still feel bad it's not the Vikings. Like, you know all the Viking Nation, like, especially once Rodgers oh, was Kirk gone. Cousins. Like, oh, it's our fucking year! And then Cousins goes out. Like, oh! Yeah, that Kirk Cousins injury is just so huge. And to lose him and Rodgers to non-contact Achilles tears, yep. it's just... Yep. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Mm-hmm. It sucks. I feel bad for those franchises. 
the Jets fans are like, finally, we have a four plays in and we lost him. You know, and for the Vikings, Jordan Addison, you've got this solid rookie wide receiver opposite Jefferson. Means they can't completely shut him down. There's so much good going on there. You've got Hawkinson, who's now blown two ligaments in his knee. The Vikings have had so many injuries. God, it sucks. I know it. I know. And Hawkinson is is so incredible. He is. So incredible. I tell you what, the, the... you brought it up a couple weeks ago when I wasn't here. The tight ends and how you can use them and how yep. they're so good. Yep. I think a bigger portion of that also is the level of tight end that is coming into the Yo, league yeah. right oh, now. Because yeah. Yeah. you've got Laporta, you've got Kincaid, you've got Myers for the yep. Raiders. These are three rookies that are producing wonderfully. I cannot remember his name right now. The uh, rookie for the Packers tight end has been pretty good. Isaiah Likely, second year tight end, mm-hmm. stepping in for Mark Andrews. Yep. There's so many great tight ends. And these guys are big. <coughs> It's kind of like a fullback. Mm-hmm. True football players. Yeah. They block. They catch passes. They do all these things that are so important for the team. Uh, Cole Komet, yeah. young yeah. up-and-coming tight yeah. end. Like, There's so many great tight ends He's been one right of now. the most accurate catchers all season. Yes. Well, how about by a knee injury? Couldn't play this week, which helped me in a fantasy game also because the other guy started him. But that's also that, that position. Like, your tight end, you're usually 6'3 to 6'5. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're a pretty hefty guy. Mm-hmm. You're running a lot, you're blocking a lot, you're mm-hmm. jumping a lot. That leads to a lot of fucking lower body injuries. Yep. You know? Yep. Which maybe that's why Travis Kelsey's been kind of without injuries in his career. He's not asked to block like Gronk was. Yeah. Like Komet is, like Kittle is. Those guys have injuries that they've sustained, yeah. but they're also known for being good run mm-hmm. blockers. Mm-hmm. But most of the modern tight ends were also like basketball fucking players. Yep. yep. And they're like, hey, this football thing's fun, you know? And I can do this pretty well. I don't have to yep. run really fast. This is great. Listen, Tony you know? Gonzalez is actually a pretty damn good NCAA basketball player. Uh, Antonio Gates mm-hmm. was a good one yeah, too. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Graham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know there's uh, there are these guys out there. I think the biggest deal is though they have to play a little bit in college. Yep. You, I don't think you could take a power forward out of the NBA and be like, come be a tight end. Well, the you might be good at least at like yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to build muscle in a different way yep. than you do for basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like listen, this week had some. Fun game. Some that really just, like, I got to tell you, Scotty, watching the end of that Giants game, like, I wanted to throw up, almost like I wanted to throw up last week when the Bears lost to the, or two weeks ago when the Mm -hmm. Bears lost to the Browns. Mm -hmm. It was the same feeling in the pit of my stomach of, like, you were right there. You had it right there to win it. And it hurt so bad to watch that. You lost it instead of, like. You snatched defeat from victory. Yep, yep. Just shame, brutal. shame. That happens. That's the game. Yeah. It is. You know, and it's funny, too, because if, if we look back at the beginning of the season and the, the games that these teams lost early in the season, like the Bears, that uh, 0-4 stretch to start off, well, they're 7-9 and right now. Yep. So you take that 0-4 out of there, and they were, they've, they've been 7-5 and since yeah. then. That's, they could end the, the season 8-5 and after an 0-4 start. Yeah. There's a reason Eberflus is probably coming back. Yep. And I'm fine with it. The defense has been playing a lot better. For the Giants, same thing. Like you had a situation where you had an undrafted rookie that you didn't even keep on your roster to be a season practice mm-hmm. squad. Yeah, step in, go on a winning streak. Some of these coaches, you got to give them three years. Mm-hmm. Dayball mm-hmm. is the right coach for your team. I, agree. I truly I believe agree. this. Yeah. I agree. Sean Payton, while he may have done some fairly egregious things, I mean he's a Hall of Fame on the sideline. So. He's a great coach. Mm, yeah. You have to keep him. You have to let him get us everything going. And. For the Texans, thank God, I finally think you're not going to fire a coach after one season. Right. 
<laughs> Which is too bad. I thought Lovey Smith had that team humming. Yeah, the yeah. Hard. Yeah. Oh, 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 he laid the groundwork for D'Amico. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. That uh, we are going to play hard regardless. Yeah. I don't care if it's the first round pick. The first pick in the draft. Oh, look, Caesar Shroud is a fucking amazing quarterback. This yep. is great. And yeah. you can thank Lovey for that because he didn't have the first pick because of yep. it. Yep. Yep. You didn't exactly. have that Bryce Young. They would have fucking process. wasted on a Bryce Young. Yep. Yep. It's crazy how things work out. Uh, so, yeah, that's our show for the week. And those are our picks for this week. Um, Listen, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify. If you're listening to us, you know this. But if you're listening, please give us a like, give us a follow, and leave a review. We think we're doing a good job, but if there's something you think we can improve on, things we can do better, and there's topics always, we should discuss. There's something we miss every week, I'm sure. Jesus Christ, I about, forgot to talk about know? the Philadelphia Arizona game. <laughs> it didn't really matter. Most amazing game of the season so far. Well, that was more about not Christmas, the most amazing. That was a late Christmas present to J.D. <laughs> oh, the, yeah, it was. Yeah. Wait, the, I, was, I was giving him a gift after, by not mentioning it. After, <laughs> you mean our our, our Sacco Bowl winner? Yeah, yeah. Oh, now now he changed his name to Rebuilding Year. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> he did that when he was playing against me because of the Bears. Oh, right. yeah. Oh, so yeah. he he reused it. Yeah, he just didn't change his name after that. Yeah. yeah. Although yeah. maybe he just adopted it as his team name because they are <laughs> he, he is rebuilding. Yeah. So he was last place. I didn't even check. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I demolished him. Uh, JD, you owe us all a four pack of beer. Yeah, thanks. That is what the loser has mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. It's been that way since the beginning of the season. Uh, Eric would love a four pack of Fugly Sweater yes. by Ithaca <laughs> Brewing Company. It's his favorite beer. You probably can't get it where you are. We're happy. Send to Send us some money. Here. We'll pick it up. I know yeah. that uh, the uh, uh, one of the grocery stores in Syracuse had huh? a bunch. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, it's trash. No Wegman's had a fuck ton of it. <laughs> also. If we can't find a four-pack, we could just go down to Goodfellas, one of our local restaurants. They have it on tap. No. Oh, yeah. The bartender told me, she's like, well, we're getting this new Ithaca beer, Fugly Sweater. It's a Christmas one. I was like, oh, no. She's like, is it not good? I was like, no. I mean, it's a Christmas beer that's real strong on the spices. So we can still get it in March. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> that's what he'll have to chug for. <laughs> oh, Anyway. Man. Any last thoughts on this week's games or anything else going on? We have we have a, another uh, college football playoff semifinal we need to turn on, but any last thoughts on NFL? This is such a fucking incredible season. From top to bottom. I, I do I, love these seasons. I mean, the, the, I mean, a lot of it has to do with how crazy the quarterback injuries are. Yep. I mean, coming into this week, uh, more than half of the starting quarterbacks from week one are not present. Um, not 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 just over fifty percent, a bunch over fifty percent. So like it, this is a a bonker season for that yeah. reason. It's making for so much fun. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Well, what, one thing I love about it though is like every year. I only know this because I watch a, I listen to a fantasy football podcast even year round. This one particular one, yes, fantasy footballers. Do. If you like it, <laughs> if you like fantasy football, check out the fantasy footballers. They're great. But they point out that every year there's at least forty quarterbacks that pull off. A top twelve performance in a, in fantasy football. At some point, they pull off a top twelve quarterback performance. There's only thirty two teams mm-hmm. in the league. I know. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So backup quarterbacks have to step in, and it's been every team in the league with backup quarterbacks, yeah, with the exception of Baltimore, the Chiefs, yeah, and Baltimore, the Cowboys. The, Baltimore had their backups last year. The so, Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, Baltimore was stuck on there because of the yeah. Lamar injury. I mean, the Bears started an undrafted rookie that they, from the end of training camp, like, now nah, he's our backup. Yep. And he won a couple games. Like, yeah. these guys are coming. Like, Tommy Cutlets. Yeah. 
Yeah. Look, it went, went three and one. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. I love this sport. It's so much fun to watch. I also love when there's a division that's so bad. All of our other shitty teams are like, oh, if I was in the NFC South, I'd be in the playoffs. Oh, my so God. So it's always fun when there's that one garbage division. You'd be like, oh, well, they're so bad. My team's not that bad because if I was in that division. <laughs> you know what's fun about that, though? Coming into the season, we knew NFC South would be bad. We thought AFC South would but, be, too. And they have yeah. some up-and-coming quarterbacks yeah. now. I realize Indianapolis is doing this without their rookie, but Anthony Richardson was looking very good for you. Yep, yep. He will be back next year. Oh, CJ Stroud has made such a difference yep. for the Texans. That is their quarterback. The, yep. the a- AFC started this week had five out of sixteen starting quarterbacks playing. Yeah, well, I know Russell Wilson didn't, so <laughs> that's one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, the Bengals. Yeah, yeah, Jake Browning. Yeah, yep. yep. Uh, Panthers, Bear. Sorry, Panthers, Browns, Colts. Joe Flacco. Steelers, Bengals, Raiders, Broncos, Jets, Titans. Because Will Levis is not a starter. starter, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Chargers and uh, Patriots. All backups. All backups. Tell you what, the Patriots are in line for uh, uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the draft. So yeah, yeah, they are. They're going to take Caleb, and they're going to fucking eat that. I hope they're ready and willing to trade a lot to the Bears for that pick, because I am sorry. For all you Justin Fields haters out there, and I know that they exist among Bears fandom, uh, he is not the problem. Mm. I can see where the Bears trade that first pick for between three or four teams. Oh, yeah. To we'll get two first-rounders, two second-rounders, two third-rounders, not counting your other first-round pick. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, but I could also see them getting a player in the and mix. And a player, that, yeah. yeah. That Carolina thing, yeah. the thing that made that whole deal so amazing was the fact that we got DJ Moore in it, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Who already has a career year. 1,300 yards, nine touchdown catches, yeah. and we have a game to go. Yeah. All, all you need is someone to be wide receiver two for him. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Future's bright. I, listen, I think the future for our both all three of our teams is pretty good. I think that the Broncos having an early pick means they can get a quarterback to develop, and they'll have him on a rookie contract, which helps out your salary cap issue with Russell Wilson. Same thing with the Giants. The Danny Dimes contract, there's ways around They're, it now. That was they probably, still have it was, good I think cap. it was basically a two-year. They have good cap space. They're going to have a good pick. They can get a good quarterback, too. I think the futures of our teams mm-hmm. are actually good, but more because I think the coaching is going to be... Agreed. I know it sounds weird, because Eberflus is to be in the season like, 0-4, oh, he's going to be gone. He's turned it around. Mm-hmm. He's gotten mm-hmm. the players believing. Yeah. I love it. I love it for all the... T- the team I'm actually most worried about is our producer's favorite team. I love Josh Allen. He can't do it alone. Bill, no. Yeah, Bills Bills are now falling into that, that weird spot of, like, we can't afford this team anymore, and this is not a Super Bowl team. Yeah. By now, we should have made it to one. Right. Yeah. Yep. And now, what do you do? Do you try to strip down and go to full rebuild? Uh, right. And waste the best years of Josh Allen's career? Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's tough. Mm-hmm. But damn, it's been a fun season. One more yeah. week of regular season, too. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. And... We should have everybody here next Sunday for this. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be great. And none of us have to work the... Well, I have to work the next day, but not till 7 p.m. We're going to have a lot of fun. Really enjoy the games. So that is our show for this week. We will be back next Sunday. We will be on Sunday night, 8 o'clock, live streaming this podcast that we are recording at 8 o'clock on YouTube. All you got to do is look up Half the Distance Live. You'll be able to find it um, on YouTube, obviously. I don't know if you can just do a Google search for Half the Distance Live. I've never looked into it. You can't. 
awesome. <laughs> also, like I said, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us a like, give us a follow. Tell us what we're doing right, we're doing wrong. Also, if you could, on YouTube, subscribe to our channel. It'd be yeah. fucking awesome. Mm. I'd love to see a couple more of those. Sure. But as always, I am Maddie Fax. Scotty Stats to my left, the professor to the right. We are Half the Distance Live. And we will see you next Sunday after a whole shitload of fun football games. I cannot mm-hmm. wait. Yay. Yay, yay. Love this game. Y'all have a wonderful week. Have a happy new year. Hope your hangovers are disappearing by now. Yeah. See you Sunday.